0: All right, we're on. Epic. We are on. I feel like I should wear my glasses because now you're on the podcast. I fucking made it. (laughs) 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 Don't
1: say that. You'll make me all nervous.
0: Shit. It's been a long time coming, Jake.
1: It has been. I'm frothing. Yeah. I didn't want to come before. Like I got nothing to talk about. Mm. So you
0: know, we just give it a few years. And the more we (laughs) delay it, like literally, the more exciting shit we have to talk about. (laughs) We do. I feel like as I did with all the solo podcasts, I could just rant to a camera by myself for three hours straight just about what's happening like this month and I would still have shit to talk about. Yeah. Well, I feel the exact opposite today. I was driving
1: over here going, I feel a little bit underprepared because normally the last, I don't know, however many podcasts would either have something... I'd have an agenda. Mm. Like I would hope out of this conversation I want people to take this away. I don't have that today. Yeah. <laughs> or I was in your seat and i am like oh here's the 10 questions I really need to drive this conversation to. Well, I don't have that either. So yeah. I'm just in the back seat. I'm a passenger princess today.
0: Dude, I'm I welcome it. Thanks. <laughs> no, we catch up what? I would say on <laughs> average at least once a fortnight. And every time it's like for good, like we plan for an hour and it turns into two and a half hours. It's never been an hour. Yeah, no, no Your plan. And every time it's tell. like I do. I literally have to go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's either our phones are blowing up yeah. or one of us have an idea and it's like get the fuck
0: out of here. Yeah. Let's go do that. I need yeah. to go to my whiteboard. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, my brain yeah. just melted. No, it's pretty wild that um. So I was trying to you know obviously in preparation for this I was trying to like. Put a bit of a. It initially started with like, who are you and what do you do, and it's like obviously in the business world, you're a business owner, you're a creator, you're a creative, uh, and the the list does go on with you. You do so many things, mm-hmm. and I think like how this is kind of contextual to me is like we started hanging out at the dark room, which is yeah, it, it feels was, like a different life for me. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It feels like a different life for me. It's been like that was before Black Ink was anything. You know, yeah. and I was working at I, I was Luca before or, you started, yeah, yeah, like yeah, literally anything, yeah, anything at all. And I'd, you know, come in on my days off, and we'd spend hours on Shock Mansion and scrolling, just Lots scroll of scrolling. God damn, dude! And then yeah. that's um, how the friendship started with Craig as well. Totally, like I just—it was just this other cool dude who was hanging out at your shop all the time. I'm like, so my name's Jake, by the way. And yeah. We're, yeah. everyone was kind of tattooed and into similar things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're into motorbikes? Fuck, that's weird. <laughs> I can't believe it. So, but yeah, it's um. <laughs> The, the like, growth from there to now and how many interactions we've had and, and obviously, like, both of us have moved away from Bunbury and come back. The old boomerang. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bunbury's real good for it. It's great, yeah. It's, it's just like, oh, you going to Melbourne? I'll see you soon. Yeah, I
1: think so many people... I think... Oh man, I don't want to... I live in Bunbury. I, I consciously made a decision to move back after seven years living in Melbourne mm. for very real reasons. Like, people say... Hey George, like why are you back here? Uh, what do you miss? All those sorts of things. But Madison and I, and my wife, we you can't compare it. It's two different lives. Mm. And I almost feel like I fucked around with like a little apprenticeship here. It's, this yeah. is like how in my head I, I fucked around, I learned some things, I messed up a lot. Like yep. in business life and I'm happy to dive into anything there. I messed up a lot, got into heaps of debt, and it was just a nightmare. Had this tiny opportunity that I thought, well, let's give this a crack in Melbourne. And that's that was like my call to the major leagues. All of a sudden, I was in rooms like doing deals and growing a business there with people that are way out of my pay grade. Yep. Like I felt like the biggest imposter for so long to the point where, who, who was it? Somebody, uh, one of the clients, I don't want to kind of name drop, a big client. Like, George, you're like the corporate chameleon. And that was my little nickname because I could, I learned how to kind of rub shoulders with the the big boys. Yeah. And I think it was something about being a country kid. Yeah. That in a big city, you stood out and it was for them, I now realize probably a bit of a a breath of fresh air. Yep. Even the way that I speak, it's super country. It's super ochre. Yep. So my Melbourne business partners I still have now just crack up at the way that I talk. Yeah. But for you and me, it's just normal shooting the shit. Yeah. So that was the call to the major leagues um and then it was a conscious decision of like i don't think i like this i don't think i could do this forever Mm. and you look around like you feel as your life's growing we have our little apartment there um that we recently sold to go from apartment to house it's just so much money it's huge you go okay cool well we're gonna have to spend two million dollars to get another bedroom and then i look back over to the place that i grew up the place where my friends are where my family is you go two million bucks you've got a bloody helipad on the roof like yeah, you could go yeah. crazy for two million bucks and over there it's like oh well your dog gets a piece of grass and you get a spare room right And you like, well, and then you're stuck in this hamster wheel of running yeah. for the same thing and it's all vanity really sure you've got access to ideas art galleries mm-hmm. you know art culture is kind of the biggest thing for me um i love to be able to walk like my melbourne life go for a big cruise past the MCG into Parliament Garden. So it was a triple park. We'd do these sure. things, go to an epic cafe that you only read about and, uh, you yeah, Geordie Mads, what's going on? Yeah, cool. You well, we, kind of become friends and you feel like you're a part of that community. And then dinner, lunch, kind of the same thing. And it's all these you know fancy, fancy places, which yeah. we didn't really frequent that much. We just went to the local spots. Yeah. I miss that. But then here this morning, we get up quite early, you know, 10 to 5 most um, Mads and I, 10 to 5, which i try be out of the house just a bit after 5 yep. for a big walk and it's dolphins, it's the swans waking up, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. water. And then the other day I saw a little baby shark in, in the inlet as well. Oh, I, saw, I know you saw one, I saw it on your Instagram. Little baby shark and then, you know, the sun's coming up and waves and sailing boats. It's like, what do you like more, Bunbury or Melbourne? I'm like, man, it's the, not the same. You can't yeah, compare it, it's, it's not the same hang. thing. But that, um, back to the boomerang, people do leave and come back and I think it's great and it's about – when you come back, bringing something to add value to the town, to that's, like, that's increase right. like the hype. So people go, oh, I want to move there. Like people say that about Byron Bay or
0: you know, yeah. you know, Margaret River to some extent. Probably more Dunsborough, I'd say now. I think Bunbury's got that real like heaven complex. Mm. We have good weather. The beaches are literally like picturesque. If mm. Pick a day of the week, you'll find a dolphin. Most of the time you're going to go somewhere and say, hey, you going to a stranger and they're going to say it back. You know, it's like like the biggest thing, sorry, you're
1: just like sparing my memory, it's quite um, nostalgic, is when we first moved to Melbourne, we were doing our morning walks, it was like a bit of a routine that we've always, we've had, oh, kind of, actually not always, I lie, we were total sloths for a long time. Now, that came into place really during COVID, like we had an hour to get out of our prison cell, which yep. was our apartment, which is 47 square metres, like Nuts. tiny, it's like small in this room here. Yeah. Um, we'd go for a walk. You'd walk past someone, morning, get them from the morning, how are you? Yeah, good mate. You know, you don't know them, but you've seen them around. Yeah, I'd like, yeah. see the same fucking people every morning in Melbourne and give them a smile or a nod. Nothing, like yeah. they don't look at you. And when we first moved, we, were, wow, we must have been like Croc Dundee, you know, in the scene in LA. Yeah. Where he's got his crocodile at the bar. That's <laughs> what, massive I was like, knife on the. Belt. We're just like, what morning? The fucking weirdo. You get all you weird. Know, yeah. There that cult, uh, not culture. That community and small town is so sick, and yeah, we shouldn't take
0: it for granted. Dude, I think even going to Perth for a weekend, you realize dude. like Bunbury is still quite a small town. Uh, it's weird though, because like when you're in a small town, you try and escape it. Even walking down the street, you do the like, oh, I went to school with that dude, but I'm not going to say hello. Mm. Obviously, you reach a certain age, you just like, what's up, dude? Yeah. Keep moving. But then, when you go to Perth and you get real, like, especially like seeing like what drugs do to do to like the like homeless, basically, like you see like real homelessness, you see real like rudeness, you see real arrogance, and you're like, oh, I, I just want to go back to Bunbury and be nice to everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I I really really like that, and I think like one one big thing I'm very conscious of right now is uh. And not float my own boat, but like people tell like I have people tell me you can't leave Bunbury. You know, you're like a you're a real asset to Bunbury because of the community stuff and this and that. It's like, oh, very cool. Dude, I think someone like you are an asset to Bunbury. I consider myself so lucky to have someone, and I've told you this before, you're like a few steps, up, I don't know how many steps ahead of me in business, but every time I go to you with something, you're like, why don't we look at it from this perspective? If you consider this, why don't we try this, this and this? It's like, oh my thank and this person's in Bunbury. Not only can I call you up, I can ride past your place and be like, Geordie, I've got a problem. You know? yeah, yeah, well, thanks, man. I'll go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you need today. Just get, I th- give me the clip. <laughs>
1: dude, that comes from, I don't know if it's a, I think that's vulnerability and it's a two-way street. Mm. So I'm prepared to be vulnerable with you and tell you exactly what you probably won't want to hear. Mm. And same with anyone else because it's coming from a place of, I want you to do good. Yeah. Like, I want you to do good. I want you to do better than me. I want everyone to do better than me because if my friends are doing good, most likely I am too. Yeah. And so it's kind of a scarcity versus growth mindset. And I want everyone to do good because it's it's like saying, I, I used to think about this when I was opening um, Lost Bills in Bunbury. No one wanted a bar. Like there was, that's a whole nother story, but it was objection. It was just a nightmare. You shouldn't do that. This, other mm-hmm. bars. And my... My whole, I should clarify that, not every single bar didn't want to happen. I've got lots of friends here that have venues that were very supportive and helped me so much. But there was a heaps of people in hospitality and in just community that didn't want it. Yep. I was trying to explain, and I still think that we struggle with this as like a country culture, and it's not just isolated to, to Bunbury. Victorian, smaller towns, I've worked with lots of them when I was over there doing some work. It's the same thing, but it's... When you've only got a certain population, and everyone's struggling to pay rent and their staff, and hopefully put a little bit of extra away for a rainy day, yep. you see, and it's really logical. Somebody else comes to town now. If we make if there's a hundred dollars out there, now it's fifty because it's yeah. two venues, fifty fifty. Yeah, but that's like saying that everyone has like a set amount of money to spend. Yeah. What happens is that if you've got more cool things happening, it attracts more people.
0: Yeah, more people, more money. Yeah, and instead of it being like 100 going to 50, it's more like 100 going to 150.
1: Or 1,000. Yeah.
0: Because I bring my friends. Yeah. Like all of us
1: save our cash to go somewhere to holiday. Yeah. We save our cash, we go wherever it is, name the flight, pick your place. But I can guarantee when you go on your holiday to Bali or Italy or Byron Bay or Melbourne – are you going to one cafe and having a coffee and no. that's it? No, you go, I wanted tonight, go out for some drinks with some friends. I'm oh, going to list. this place, this place, this place, this Yeah. It's a destination. You need to go there. It was similar. I remember, I think we've spoke about this before. We're talking about how hard it is as a business owner, especially when you're starting to get going, where you look at your friends and family, and you're like, oh, like I need this support because you're, you're awake at, you know, two in the morning, stressing the fuck out. Cause you got mm. bills to pay. And, for a long time I got like a little bit jaded and I was like, what? Like I've known that person for so long and I can see that person wearing this when I had like retail stores. I can see that person wearing the shoes I sell or the t-shirt or whatever. And I know he didn't get them from me and I know no one else sells them in WA. I'll get so fucking pissed off and I go like to help me out. Like I'm putting my neck out and I quickly realized if all of my friends and all of my family brought things from me, I'd still be broke. Because for the business to grow, it's it's more than just just, the 10 people I know. Like I'd still be broke. So you can't get hung up on that. It's like more is more. How do you attract? How do you build a community? How do you do something that creates value for whoever your customer might be? Because that's bigger than the handful of people around. Now that's the same with a town. If you look at a town and go, I've got the only cafe or the only bar or the only clothing store or pick your poison, whatever you're doing. If you're the only one. Well, that means you're only attracting the lo- people that are in your locality. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some businesses that kill it because they're the only one there. Um, but for most business and most aspirations and the cost of living and the cost of doing business, you need to attract more than your locality. Yeah, One. You need to attract a lot more things. And that's where, you know, internet comes. So every shop's got an online store. Yep. And they're selling not to the people down the road. They're selling, selling to everywhere. someone across, you know, last night. I hyperfixate on things and don't ask me, this is so lame, but I'm looking at golf clubs.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's even right? new for
1: our, our relationship. Golf clubs. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to buy them. They're going to get dusty. They're going to sit there. I'm going to play <laughs> a few times a year. I know. I know, I'm a I know what's yeah. happening, but I'm not really like, there's no golf shop here. One. Really? That I know of. No. Oh, of. no I golf got, shop. There's the sanctuary.
0: Oh, there used to be that joint in golf box. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. So, like fucking seven years ago.
1: Yeah,
2: so yeah.
0: go on to. So I'm sitting
1: scrolling. I'm looking. There's a brand from Finland that does this cool thing. I'm doing that, and they've created an online community, and it's bigger than that one person and their ten friends, all yeah. the town they're in. So it's really about growth. And as soon as you start appealing broader and trying to create value, it's exponential. Yeah, like the yeah. growth
0: could be huge. I think um, the big thing you said there is don't get hung up. Mm. You know, and that's like everything. Just don't get hung up on shit. If you can, and I. I find this in my personal life. I find it in my business life. I find it in the bit that I try and add to the community that I do. It's like, you know, people say, you know, you I'll do a rubbish cleanup and you get 20 people say they're coming and four people show up. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a oh. fuck. I'm here. Yeah, and thanks to the four people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the four people are here. Like, cool, you get the story, you get the photo, you know, you get to obviously contribute to the community. But it's like the the better you can get. And like I find, I mean, this this applies especially. Like when you've got no money, don't get hung up on that. You're in business. You're going to have no money sometimes
1: who gives a fuck dude all
0: the time yeah so what
1: are you what are you trying to get like you're actually buying a lifestyle Mm. more than you're buying money like if i want to get paid like i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing yeah yeah like i'll just go get a job i'll wear a silly
0: blue suit and ugly brown silly blue suit yeah for me it's like i'll wear a silly bright yellow suit yeah with a blue collar yeah
1: it's the same the same you know whatever interchange your skill set
0: i'm pretty shit <laughs> with manual labor, so yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm better with inboxes and emails than I would a. rather be other. broke in this room on a Wednesday afternoon <laughs> than in a fucking truck cab with money in my bank account.
1: And you know that, right? Because you've done it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. I remember growing up, man, I used to get not, I was never in like lots of trouble at school or anything, but always just normally being cheeky. If I got in trouble at school, mum and dad got called on school holidays or whenever the next day off was. I would have to go and labour for dad. My dad's a bricklayer, stonemason, yeah, yeah, yeah. like my non was a stonemason. Concrete. Oh really? Yeah. And so that's that was the life. So my punishment was labouring. So I was like mixing mud and like moving bricks wow, around. okay. And it stuck with me. It's probably like my dad said, Like, see, use your brains, not your back. Yep. Like, and that was my punishment. And he was always building houses like you know around town, like miles and Yeah, the your Valeria dad is actually made of concrete though. He's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would be there pushing like mud around and yeah. helping and doing shit in the sun, watching my friends at the beach. And that, that really stuck with me going,
0: bro, i oh. watched my dad work like a fucking animal. And I was like, I bet you I can work harder than him. Yeah. What's that? You know, yeah, and this crazy. is the thing. Like it's crazy. Now I'm in a position where, you know, like we've talked about this before. I'll oh, we'll just drive around to his place eight o'clock in the morning with a couple of coffees and be like, Oh, what's going on? Like, we're having coffee. You know, we're just chilling. Cause I'm smart. Cause I'm fucking smart. <laughs> right Because if I was driving a truck What would I be doing I'd be driving a truck right now Yeah That's what I'd be doing Listening to a podcast and tomorrow and the day after And the day after But I'm not I'm sitting here right now And I have to Like the hard part Is convincing myself That I'm a smart person That I'm a creator That this is okay It's okay to just sit here And make money That's fine You figured it out mm. I have to like convince myself All the time But then Not only that To take that confidence And then go like Hey dad you know that Like you're retired now You can still make money Just being smart You can be smart as well You don't have to But it's like that that almost like code is the only way to make money is to work really hard. And that... I'm going to challenge you. Yeah? Because it's cool for us to say that there because we
1: figured out something that we like, but I would challenge you to think that what you actually like doing is less about being smart and doing things. It's solving a problem mm. using a different skill that's not driving. Now, if your favorite skill was a craft like bricklaying or concreting or you love figuring out electrical diagrams Mm. that's fucking rad and if you get the buzz out of that that's cool i think the point that i want to make clear is that it's less about what you're doing
0: it's how much you like doing it okay so let's talk about that i'm pretty sure he doesn't like driving trucks (laughs) Okay, and i don't like making t-shirts yeah right but the challenge that's the byproduct Correct, correct. I enjoy the challenge of business and I enjoy the growth, the personal growth that comes with having a business. Like I mm-hmm. think you'd agree that business is personal growth and your business tends right. to grow with you. Um, and I think we're I find – Hopefully in the same direction. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Some people you've seen in business 20 years, you're like, you I figure this out or are you just playing with your, with your fucking marbles in the sand when I leave? Like what are you doing in your spare time? But <laughs> I think the big thing with, with like – and obviously like we're delving into my situation with dad um, – and without, you know, dad's been retired for, he had a business that did really well for 10 years, went back to truck driving, did that for about six years. And now he's like, you would call it retired. He doesn't work. He just fucking lives off, you know, bits and, you know, buying and selling shit off marketplace, you know, like love shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, you almost want to tell him like, there's the thing, like you've actually already figured the thing out. The thing's the hustle for that. It that's sounds right. Like that's but the, the hustle. problem is, is like, he has that mentality, like, you know, go get a trade and then do whatever you want. So if that doesn't work, you've got your trade. Bro, I let my high-risk license lapse. Hmm. If they said you've got to go drive a truck for six weeks to keep your truck license, fuck the truck license, bro.
1: Not for you, but you've, like, figured that out.
0: Yeah, but I yeah. think the big problem here is, like, we're talking about 30 years of experience playing with this and that. And, I mean, we've got, we've got a very big line in the sand, you and I, because you've never done that. You've never yeah, done never the job, thing. Yeah. I've done... Having a, a professional athlete, which is a weird thing to throw in there in your teenage years, looking like retrospectively yeah. looking at that, like the discipline and the living in another country mm-hmm. and being responsible and being mature, to having a job, to then having a franchise, not a business because they're not the same, having a franchise and then going back to having a job and then starting a business. Yeah. So it's like there's all these things where, like, I've got a really kind of interesting collection. And what was the franchise? Cappuccino Express. Is that a franchise? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise went. So I, so I bought that with the one remaining year of the four-year contract. Gotcha. I just okay. transferred the name. Okay, yeah. And then went independent and called it. So like everything was the same physically, but I, behind the scenes, had a contract that was lapsed and yeah. then rebranding it. And yeah. Which, to, that was the birth of Black Ink. Yeah. yeah. Which who would have
1: fucking guessed? i got to
0: ask, where's Black Ink name come
1: from? I don't think I've ever asked you.
0: So, I was, um, it was really cool because I would have been 21, 22 at the time. And had this friends group where we were just like literally. I think every night we'd wait for it was me, dude. It was Mark Papaleo. Oh yeah, yeah. So him, his missus, and their friend Ruby, who I also dated for a little bit. But we weren't. I yeah, don't Madison's think. Madison's cousin. Hectic.
1: And I was at a, her birthday party over. Oh, the, just near recent Adam Road. Back in the day when you guys were dating. Oh, and we had didn't really know each other.
2: Wild,
1: yeah.
0: Wild. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad we got that on the Thrilling podcast. Thrilling. Listening. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you boys all done catching up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah. So Mark, and this is a thing. Like back in the day, I saw, and I still do. Like Mark is just like. Close to On the path of a creative genius If that's what he focused mm. on His whole life Like he is Definitely like is. Connected to the muse bro Yeah And I remember just being like oh, I've got to come up with this Like I've got to come up with And back then You don't think, even think about a name You're Like, I've got to come up with a logo Yeah I need the logo a logo season, yeah. What's a logo going to look like Because everyone's going to be fucking You know Logo will sell The coffee Yeah Right and it was literally like had this big A3 paper just super stone because that was our thing we'd, mm. we'd um, get a bunch of leaf and just fucking not even bud just leaf and just make huge baseball bats and sit around smoking them and talk about so we're bloody I, was, I came up with all these things like and I, I had this weird obsession with like conspiracy theories and th- shit at the time so I was like all seeing bean and all these different and I thought you know I need something that's completely I think ambiguous is a word I need this to be not just coffee you know, otherwise you may as well go like Kerr's coffee cart or something. You know, yeah. make it really simple. So it's like, I think I was writing with, oh, no, no, I think I was writing with a black pen and I was just like writing black ink and I was like, that's kind of, oh, I don't know, put an X in there. I'm like, that's it, cool. That was literally it. Like, I, I always thought was something to do with tattoos. No, nah. and that's it's literally like I feel like I need to make a shirt black ink. It's not a fucking tattoo shop. Yeah, it's everyone's first reaction. Why only because you're tattooed? Yeah, if you weren't, you wouldn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have I mean, you got a face tattoo and got a business called Black Ink, like two and two? Yeah. Yeah, logical. This dude's an arsehole. <laughs>
1: hey, something that you just touched on there, which is cool, I'm reading it at the moment, Rick Rubin's new book. Yeah. Um, Creative Way of Life or something like that. It's a really cool book. And the core of that, what you said about Mark, um, which is so true, like looking at creativity as the main thing, and if you focus on that, then the byproduct is some kind of success. So he talks about this a little bit in his book of like the, the creative's journey, everyone's creative. Mm. And I think that's like a little bit of the magic source of it doesn't matter if you're an electrician trying to figure something out, that's yeah. creativity. And when you kind of submit, I guess, or you're vulnerable enough to go, I want to use my brain in a creative way, the outcome is creating value in some. So if, you know, if it's manual labour, it's I'm being creative to build that house super needed Yeah, all the way through to the things that we do that if you put it on like the hierarchy, then the needs not super high. Mm. Like if I make a cool logo, no one fucking needs it, man. Yeah. Like that World's doesn't not solve. waiting on a logo. No, for sure. You know, with mode and, and healthcare stuff, a little bit different. But if, if you look at what you do more of a, as a creative, as like a, um, a medium for your art mm-hmm. or what you do is the medium rather. And you treat it like art. I think that's far greater than creating a business. It's when you look at something and go, how can I make money as opposed to how do I create value for whoever my clientele must might be Mm. and what would they want when you start thinking about them more, which is all we're talking about now is customer experience. That's all we're talking about is people often forget who they're doing the thing for because you're too busy trying to pay your bills and you'll look down the road and go, okay, I can do this and it's going to make me make me Mm. more money. You spend all this time doing it, but no one fucking wants it. And so you might get a few suckers in there, but that's the difference between a business that's going to grow forever because it's creating such a m- immense value for the end user. Yeah, um, a house, lights, like whatever it is. Yeah,
0: because everything you do, you're going to run into issues. I think that um, that whole—I don't even know if this, this crosses over. I actually had basically this this conversation, but just from a different perspective with a bloke yesterday talking about, you know he believes that the kind of trajectory that i'm on i'm not definitely you know nothing's definite but like most likely this business that i'm building is going to grow and it's going to it's going to be something that's sizable and rah rah and he goes like as you get further into this business i encourage you not to have these like hard standing parameters Mm -hmm. he's like the thing that makes what you do in every aspect cool is that you're you're like almost chaotic. You're like flamboyant. You're creative. You keep like, you're going to get more value out of everything, your product, the customer experience, everything from A to B in maintaining creativity rather than looking for some sort of perfectly built house, you know, try and Jeez. build a fucking cabin in the woods.
1: Yeah. Perfection doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's an old thing. Um,
1: forget who it was. I think it was the founder of Y Combinator, which is really big investment. What's well, an investment firm, but it's a, um, an accelerator out of San Fran. Like Airbnb came out of it and oh, lots okay. of big things. Yep. I think Dropbox was there too. The quote from, I think it's this guy, if not, who cares, look it up. But the main takeaway is if it's perfect when you launched, you waited too
2: long.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So like perfection doesn't really exist. Like that scrappy nature yep. is cool. Put it out there, see what happens. And you've got to listen to the feedback from the customer yeah for me it's the patient i'm constantly looking for that feedback and that dictates the the direction Mm. i think the challenge is and this is my own ego getting in the way is you got to remind yourself because sometimes you'll get feedback and think that's not right like from the from the customer that's not right yeah i know better than you like i know what you want and i always challenge myself do i no because i'm not the one paying for that service yeah the little asterisk there is is that person the customer that I'm building this for? Because if you appeal to everybody, you end up appealing to nobody. Yeah. And so that's the my measuring stick is okay, I got feedback here and it might be um, you know, whatever. They didn't like the service, it was too expensive. That's typically the, you know, I didn't like it, yeah. it cost too much. Like, sweet. Well, maybe all those things that we include in that service that we thinks value and lots of people thinks value isn't valuable for that person. Right. So what would be the best outcome for this person? Mm. Sometimes it's like, Hey, let's have a conversation. This is how we do things. We do all these things. And if that person, this happens all the time. That person says, well, I actually don't give a shit about that. I just want a prescription. Well, awesome, man. I don't think we're the right place for you. Let me find a place. Interesting. That we can move you to. Yeah. Because for me, I need to have the best people working at mode. Yeah. So, doctors, staff, admin, everything. Like everyone, I want to have the best people that are there doing things for the right reasons, guided by patients, but also guided by my intuition. Really, yeah, That's yeah, kind yeah. of where it goes. And it's yep. kind of a shared intuition of, hey, doc, like, you know, I've got 10 practitioners. Like, hey, we're going in this direction. What do you think? Oh, my God, that'd be so good. I've never been able to do that. And I'm getting that feedback from doctors. And yep. I know if I can bottle the energy and the excitement that they have to do good medical work. Yeah then the outcome for the patient's going to be good. Happy doctor, happy patient. That's like really the motto. But if there's an unhappy patient, is that because of something that we've fucked up? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes for whatever circumstance, and I'm learning in healthcare being non-medical. Like I'm not a medical person. I'm a designer creative. But I like to look at problems and go, oh, cool. Well, if I was that patient, would I be pissed off? Yeah, for sure. Why was that? And in health, sometimes there's things that pop up and it might be some very serious things. Like I didn't think starting mode very naively that I would deal with distress calls and, and suicides and you know death every day is something that we deal with. Yeah, I just thought, oh, we can help people feel good. But the other side of that coin is it's inevitable. There's also other
0: people not feeling good.
1: Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, mate, we got an email the other day, oh, a few months ago, and it was just from a, a patient's um, daughter thanking us just for helping um, the end of life for her parent yeah. be so smooth and so Heavy. different compared to another um, parent of hers. So I think that person lost two. Um, one was very poor, you know, drugged up, don't feel anything, can't talk. And the other situation was no pain, conscious, laughing, happy, yeah, and left. This I was going to say S-
0: smart ass, like giggling, having fun, yeah, eating yeah. jelly beans.
1: And yeah, trying to go down that direction. Now that's not possible all the times, depending on what, what happens, but that's the call. And yeah. so sometimes you've got to do those hard things, but it's inevitable. Like we all live this life thinking, oh, it's never going to happen. But it's the only thing we're all going to die. Like yeah. that's really morbid. If you that's make enough happens. money, you don't die. <laughs> oh, no, you still do. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> you, you still <laughs> do. And that's the thing, man. Like um, you read some books, uh, you read some books, you hear some quotes and you listen to these super wealthy people and they work so hard to je- and they jeopardize their own health mm-hmm. and then they've got all their wealth but they don't have their health. Yeah, I think wealth and money are two very different things, hey? It's the same, man. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're, a, you're out there in the sun and you've ignored, you're working so hard and you're not putting sunscreen on and you're not covering up and you're breaking your back mm. to try to earn a crust, which is honourable, you're breaking your back and your only thing you've got is your, like, meat vessel. Yeah. You break it. It's and now fucked. And now you're going, well, shit, what's the point of having the boat and the jet ski in the house when I can't walk or I've got skin cancer and I've got, like, all these things. That- Let's
0: talk about honourable then, right? Okay. So, as a man, and, like, I hate, I hate, I hate having... So, The whole masculine thing in today's day and age is such a hard thing to talk about. Everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't be a fucking whatever. As a man... You can be masculine and
1: female too. Like In in serious note. Like a guy can be feminine and I think that's...
0: Yeah, no, no. 100%. I, I had a weird situation the other day where I like had an argument with a, I guess, feminist over nothing. And it was based around like, oh, you know, I try and hold on to some of my masculine traits so that I can, you know be the best person i can for my partner and she's like what masculine traits are those i'm like well the ability to protect her and why does she need your protection it's like mm. because if someone breaks in she's not going to beat the fuck out of them i will yep. you know anyway i think part of being like part of masculinity is like your appropriate ability to plan right planning is a mm. fairly important part of life you know whether it's hey we're going out on saturday morning and do shopping this and that make sure you if you need to pee now before we leave when we go sh- have you got money right uh, are we taking the right car what are we buying do we have room to take to bring it home yeah you know c- all these things right that's part of planning but planning isn't a one day thing like all the shit that I'm doing right now is for twenty years from now mm. right and it's like I get that if you're 17 years old and you're starting an apprenticeship you don't really care about breaking your back but no. somewhere in the middle of your 20s it starts to become apparent and by the middle of your 30s it should be really fucking obvious that it's going one direction. And I just really find it hard to sympathize with people. And this this goes into like the lack of emotional planning that people have as well as physical planning. It's like these things that people unconsciously cement into their mind as like, I'm this person, or this is how I react to things, or this is how I deal with problems, or this is how I connect to other people. It's like, okay, if you're going to, for example, be someone who doesn't forgive people, are you willing to hold on to whatever that is, that dark color in your mind, for whatever person and however many people that is, forever? Are you planning to do that forever? Do you think it goes away? Or if you're planning to be the sort of person that goes, you know, on the way to work, I get a chicken cheese snag and a dare ice coffee and if they got a sale two for, two for five, I get two dare ice coffees and I drink them. That's what I do. I'm that person. Well, what are you planning for? To enjoy today? You know, it's like there's a certain part of like being a man And probably being a human, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's more human. Yeah, where you go, hey, like, I totally get it's honourable to break your back and give everything up for whatever, but also it's honourable to be smart about what you're doing and go like, yeah, when I'm 50, I'm going to be able-bodied, clear mind, good routines, good structure, you know, like, I've practice my traditions and ceremonies so that I've got good relationships and that we have things to fall back on. It's like, oh, in bad times, we, we've been bad times before and we've dealt with that. In good times, we've had good times and we do this. So there's like a – I feel like there's also a responsibility to that honorability that is we are – taking into account that like there's billions of people that live before us and we can fall back on the data that they've given us that if you're going to shovel dirt every day, you're going to have a fucked back when you're older. Yeah. Right? So Mm
1: -hmm. I'm scribbling here. Before we start, I should say I'm not being rude if anyone is watching this on the odd chance. I have this invasive thought in my head all the time is to interrupt people. So I have to have my little pen to write things down. I fully agree with what you're saying, but I want to add into it a little concept around vulnerability. Okay. So you're using honour as in honour yourself. So plan because it's honourable to look after yourself. Yep. And if you're breaking your back and you're not um, seeing that that is has got to be detrimental to your mental and physical health in the future, it's a little bit silly. So I think there's a bit of ego there. Right. And when you started with masculine feminine, I think if we just look as guys growing up, especially in a country town in, in Australia, right? there's ego, man. Yep. There's ego. You've got the boy's boy and you're tough and all these sorts of things. And now, like, if you looked at, I guess, our culture, just very generally, we've gone from guys are guys, girls are girls, nothing else. You ridiculed if you if you're nothing there. Mm-hmm. That's been broken down, right? Some people don't like it. Most people just got on with their life and realised, hey, doesn't really affect me. Yeah, and if you're yeah. happy, great, sweet. That's, in the, that's the boat that I sit in. Great. Yep. Juju. I think a guy and a girl biologically can be both masculine and feminine, and I think they should. I think it's like yin and yang. Yep. I actually see it kind of as a little bit of the gross thing, and I've got lots of friends that are so masculine and they still think it's oh, kind of yeah. like gay to have a soft side or a feminine side, mm. but I think that's that's like horrible, and I think breaking that stereotype down is something that would be great for culture just in general. Yeah. Now, agree. Agree, by the way. As my kind of trajectory in life is kind of changing and I'm exposed to different cultures and lots of different people as well, I'm noticing that, and I think we've all noticed the conversation around mental health becoming stronger and stronger and stronger Mm. and younger and younger and younger. Right. If I reflect to my grandparents' generation or even just like my parents' generation, let's bring it a little bit tighter, you didn't really hear about a 20-year-old guy in the 70s saying they felt depressed. Mm. There was depression... But there was an anxiety. Like, mm. anxiety was an emotion that no one really knew or acknowledged, and it was like, oh, come on, princess, let's go, toughen hey, up, up sort of thing. Right? And that feeds into this masculine gender stereotype. Mm. Yep. Um, and I think that you should be both, and that's where I'm saying you should be vulnerable, yep. and you should go, I feel shit. Now, as this is kind of compressed, and our culture and our society is far more complicated and complex because we've got these little supercomputers in our pockets yeah, we and we're exposed to all and these things. I want to hang on that word for a second, exposure. Like as we move forward, we are exposed to more and more things, yep. ideas, theories, um, opinions, and they challenge us as the human race to move in different directions. Yep. More and more of us are being affected directly or indirectly by let's just keep on the the mental health conversation and train of thought, we're yep. exposed to that. Now, if you look at age, that was something that happened in, you know, PTSD it was probably the first time it people heard this. older thing. Older thing and someone got PTSD, so post-traumatic stress disorder, from Vietnam. I think that would became common across movies. Yep. People went to Nam, they came back, they're depressed because they saw and did horrible things. Yep. The last thing, you know, in that post-traumatic stress disorder... From that, there's lots of mental health issues, one of which is depression, one of, like, it goes on. It's trauma, what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, that's kind of swimming back downstream to super young kids. Yeah. And there's the science of it, of what's happening there, but I think exposure to certain elements makes you happy and sad and goes into the way um, the brain's developed and why these things happen. But I'm not going out of limb here going more and more people are feeling these things and they're, they're genuine. They are genuine things. Yeah. Okay. So we're exposed to new ideas, which gives us as humans the ability to reflect. And the more people saying, I feel this way, and the more people that say it, it's a kind of a knee jerk reaction. And the knee jerk at, at one time was toughen up. Now it's swung back all the way. The other thing that sometimes people are too scared to say anything mm. in case <coughs> they're going to offend. And Now I think it's slowly coming back to its resting point, which would be a, an awesome space where someone can go, I don't feel good here. Something's going on. And we all have the skills to help that person yeah. because we've had exposure, we can reflect on it, and ourselves have t- had time to reflect and go, shit, sometimes I feel like that. And my mate over there who's that big burly tough guy, just said that he feels depressed or he feels anxious mm. or he's going through something. Fuck man, me too. I had no idea. And that's where these relationships are born, but that there is vulnerability.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. the more
1: vulnerable you are, the more you can take action and the more people you're around that are vulnerable and can have conversations probably like this equals honor. I think, okay, wow, well, okay. <laughs> so it kind of goes a long way. Yeah. And I think. There's a part of this where as really smart monkeys walking around, sometimes too smart for our own good, I think we create a lot of our problems for ourselves. We need that time to go, hey, ego, shut the fuck up for a sec. It's not about me here. Mm. It's not about me being perceived in a certain way. It's about being vulnerable because my mate's going through something or I'm going through something and I've got those one people that i can go to to talk to about these things yeah because what we see every day at mode man is people who don't have anyone to talk to yeah and so the more you have this conversation the better the outcome is for everybody yeah the science of it is really fascinating um and way above my pay grade that's why we've got amazing doctors at work but it's happening, man. Like, it's fully happening all the time. You've got to talk about it.
0: It's yeah. interesting because, like, obviously you come, to, you come to this topic with a lot more data compared to my kind of um, anecdotal evidence of what I've experienced and what I've talked to my friends about. I think to zoom into what you're saying about vulnerability, I feel like one, one thing that's overlooked is, like, the first step is being vulnerable with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, like, understanding, like, I'm, I'm, like, at a basic level, like, I'm feeling something. You know, I think a lot of, and this ties into that kind of old school masculine sort of thing where it's like, you don't feel something, just shovel the shit yeah, and get the job lot. done, you know? Yeah. And it's like, even if you do feel something, you can feel it at 5.01. Right now it's two o'clock, get back to work, you know? And I think that, that puts the gates on all of that because like, you, you know, you, you go from job to drink to food to sleep to wake up to job. You really don't even have time to feel, you know? And then if you do feel something, it's recognition of that feeling. And then once you have the recognition of the feeling and now we're talking about exposure to like, oh, okay, there's another guy who's my age who looks like he might be dealing with something. I wonder if he's feeling the same way I'm feeling. And then fast forward a little bit more, you get phones and it's like, oh, he put a status up at three o'clock in the morning saying yeah. or sharing some like meme about. On, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Not, that's not even a direct communication, but it is communicating a bit of information saying, okay, I'm awake sometimes at three o'clock in the morning feeling like I want to post that meme
2: yeah you know yeah yeah. and
0: then you know this turns into hopefully this turns into if it's a negative feeling it's you know seeking help seeking community if you can change your lifestyle if you can't change your lifestyle maybe implementing something into it and so on but i think that yeah you really kind of blew the sight out of my mind when you tied all into honor because then that really like i kind of want to like honors a really interesting thing because i feel like as much as it is important, I feel like it's less important now that we have more kind of opulence in society. We have more opportunity. So it's like we don't really have to die on a hill.
1: Well, that used to make perfect analogy is dying on a hill. Honor comes from wars. Mm. And it was a way to kind of go, it's honorable to die for your country or for that cause. Yeah. We're not really exposed to that, like where we live right now there's horrible shit happening all around the world yeah and honor would be getting thrown around a lot yeah but if like i know nothing about global politics so my daily little scroll of the news doesn't doesn't, it, cover, doesn't it, yeah. cover it man and uh, like i think the honor component that we're talking about is on a s- micro level mm-hmm. it's something we don't talk about enough and it's more about looking in that mirror at yourself and so we've only highlighted the negative aspects you feel shit where can you go? Yeah. <laughs> the dot points. What can you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. The other part of it is I've got a f- like a really good friend who's fucking amazing at this where any time that I'm, you know, not myself, you go, George, what's up? You're not you. I'm like, no, i got heaps going on, man. Like, wow. he's like, you moving? What are you eating? Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh, you dick, you got me. Yeah. Because as soon as the, the wheels, like, the you know, the handlebars get a bit wobbly, the, the wheels fall off. Yeah. I eat shit. I don't get out for a walk. I don't exercise. Go to bed later.
0: Wake up earlier. Yeah, and I get yeah. that
1: spiral. And so having that vulnerability or that ability to reflect on yourself is—I think that's one of the core skills that we don't have. Hundred percent. Like what well, that we don't. Lots of people have it. Hundred percent. But ha- when you're in it, it's hard to do it. So having someone like having that vulnerability with your friends, so you make go, "Mate, you're not yourself. Do uh, what are you eating? Like are you, you had." more beers this week than you normally do. Mm. That, like me, man, I have a couple beers, I can't sleep. I have too much chocolate at night because I might want that little comfort food. I don't sleep. Yeah, And it's, um, who is it? Um, Jocko Willick talks about discipline a lot. Yep. Kind of what it is, hey? You know, I think also that like... Make you feel sorry, things that make you feel good, you touched on before. Being vulnerable and reflecting on yourself. I've got so many friends that feel good after a hard day's work i feel good after a hard stay, day's work mm-hmm. and i mean either mentally or physically pick your poison yeah. some people i've got like my best mate i know he feels better when he's out there in the in the trenches with his boys doing hard work yeah like fuck yeah got shit done today
0: yeah yeah to me
1: i feel out of place it's not my thing i feel good physically because oh, i use this thing yeah but i get my little buzz out of spreadsheet or something like far that's like oh i nailed that formula Dude, i can
2: tell <laughs> you, you, know, tell
0: you by like doing that. both like i've I, I used to get a real high from backing up a, a road train and getting a bang on where you wanted you know yeah. and, and pulling out of the shed without ripping anything out of the roof and all yeah. these things and now like yesterday i actually to to kind of like summarize this this uh concept of like the whole reflection part of life because
1: what's that
0: How's that? Because my phone, because uh, my computer's not off, off. It comes through, and he's gonna, he's definitely gonna call back four times. Just let me message him, bro. Don't fucking call me. Don't call me. The uh, the concept of uh, I'll call back soon, brother.
1: <laughs> you interrupted a conversation
0: in podcast. Um, but yeah, I feel like. Uh, one thing that's missing in a huge part is reflection in general hmm. and i hate to bring this all back to god but that's the point of it you hmm. know is to like literally look into the future then look into the past look into the future look into the past and the big thing like i reflect every night i you know, call a journal whatever you want i got a bunch of things that i tick off you know did you create pray love read exercise invoice all these things i got to tick off and prove it what are you grateful for you're happy with today and reflect and whether it's going through like had a podcast with Geordie bought this did that got this over the line or I'm feeling like pure shit
2: Mm. I feel
0: like the world's ending I feel like my stomach wants to turn in a knot and it's like it's not you know that you can read back on it in two years time it's not it's literally just you are responsible to the page in that moment and allows you to go like what did I actually do today yeah how am I get it out
1: yeah what is is going on
0: and that I've found the biggest thing is doing that on a regular basis causing me to dig into the archives of what I did today, it actually makes me happier about what's going on because today I have a responsibility to the page tonight. So mm. do something worth writing, you know? And when you're when you're feeling something, like when you're sad or when you're angry or when you're depressed or when you're happy, you're having a win, you're having a loss, be in it so that later on when we talk about it on the page, you've got something worth talking about. And even the shit when you have a horrible time, if at the end of the day, you can say, I sat in it. I looked right at it, and then I figured it out. Yeah, that's a win. That's a massive win. Dude. Massive win. And but it's not even the win itself; it's the reflection.
1: I th- the interesting thing that I um I think as an entrepreneur, we don't have. I fucking hate that word, by the way. Yeah, but it's what it is. Like yeah. entrepreneur comes from. I forget who penned it, but it's like essentially means taking risk for some type of reward Mm -hmm. which is that's why the part of that i like it i hate the meaning society's put in it like hustle bro like do this oh it's turned into a um, buzz buzz buzzword sort of
0: thing
2: yeah
1: but if i worked in a company i would have a kpi Mm -hmm. i would know my job description i would know what my kpi Mm -hmm. is and i would be assessed on that so the time i need to take for reflection is Nilch. It's zilch, zilch nilch. Mm, it's yeah. nothing because I went to work, my job was answer phone, reply to emails, land a sale, go home. Yep. Or it was rock up on time, clean the bar, pour beers, clean the toilets, go, go home. home yeah. Like whatever your job is, you know what you're doing. Yep. That reflection, I think somebody who's on a quest to try to figure something out for themselves for maybe the measuring stick is is monetary. Like let's yep. not ignore that's the whole point why people take risk. Um, but that should be the byproduct of creating value. Yeah, That's when people like us need to reflect and need to write things down. And like I I go through these moleskin books that are down here, like they're going out of fashion. Like I found the book I like, I like the colour of the paper, I like my pen. Yeah, I remove variables. Like I've got very simple decisions to be made. Yep. I don't change it. I made a decision once. That's the pen, that's the book. Yeah. Most of my things <coughs> are black t-shirts. I got like 10 of these same shirts. It's all because I need to have space in my brain to reflect and whatever the process it is on that daily reflection, or for me, I actually have an annual reflection. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you a little bit about what I do and Madison does it as well. My daily is before I leave work, I've got my to-do list for tomorrow. Yep. And that came from waking up at three in the morning going, tax, that email, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to be able to do that? And it was all, oh fuck man, I remember laying in bed like, semi lucid dreaming thinking about okay that invoice how am i going to do that well and i'm like doing maths in my head you're almost doing the task without I'm doing a doing fucking task man mm. and so then i got a little black notebook um color is irrelevant a little n- notebook yeah. and It was on my side table and i, would, I would learn for me to get back to sleep i need to get these down so in the morning I go, oh that's right yeah and then that mm. went from three in the morning to before bed to now it's throughout the day and before i leave for work yeah and then in the morning there might be i've always got little reminders in my phone sometimes there'll be things that slip through the net but i find myself far less um far less of the time waking up at three in the morning doing a to-do list in my head yeah but i still wake up at three in the morning thinking about that problem i think yeah 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 because that's kind of the
0: horny part isn't it like that's that's a problem solving part of it i fucking hate waking up at three in the morning i do it sucks no one can fuck with me when i wake up that early
1: but you wake up to do the work yeah i wake up and lay there and stare at the ceiling
0: yeah so i'm I, i'm i'm very similar to what you do like part of the reflection like before i d- sounds like i'm making up as i go along now but before i do the reflection it's like right everything that i didn't get to today yep that's not a problem i put a blue line because black is what needs to be done yep. blue is what is done cool. and red is what's really significant mm-hmm. so on my table i got a blue and a blue and a black pen and that's everything yep. so i look at it right that's got what's bl- done so everything that's black and doesn't have something next to it, I point it to the next page. I add that to the top of the page. See. And it's like, cool, I don't have to... The book knows. I don't need to worry about it, The book knows. Yeah. You know? So I think having that... And also, we're in a really weird kind of open range being entrepreneurs where, like, literally, we days change every single day. The problems change. Mm. The dynamic changes. The people who we communicate with changes. The amount of money we spend. Everything changes all the time. So you kind of have to have this thing. I think... Something that I want to, like, drive home, though, is I knew that I hated driving trucks because when I would write, because I've been creative writing essentially my whole adult life, I would talk about a life outside of driving trucks. Hmm. You know, sometimes I would write stories about myself as this world-renowned author who had like this... Escapism. Right. You know? And you know yeah, the cool. thing I wasn't talking about? Driving trucks. <laughs> driving trucks. Yeah, nah. It doesn't matter how well I backed up that road train and got that dirt exactly where I wanted it, truth be told... I don't give a fuck about that, Yeah, you know? And I felt satisfied at the end of the day. I got five trips in. I moved 150 tons worth of mineral sand, this, I Cleaned the truck. I got, had a good handover. I was, mm. home, I was home a little bit early, all the rest. Same sort of satisfaction I get from yesterday, which was, uh, you know, like on Friday, hit a really big goal. And as I said before, I like got the overdraft for the business. Like massive, yes, massive, yeah. like feeling of like, wow, now a, a financial institution recognizes me as someone who makes enough money to lend money to me. Which is bloody hard it's getting a bank to that's nuts yeah it's that's nuts and I even got grilled on the phone like hey how come you've only got this many bath statements and rah, rah, rah. and it's like oh because i bootstrap and i've only just registered for jed yeah, this and that yeah. you know like just haven't been able to have that conversation very similar feeling to like i just got a trailer uh, two trailers and a dolly backed into a shed around a corner you know dude i want to say like if somebody's listening to this
1: and they are in a truck gone fuck up
2: Mm. Jake, mm.
1: I like driving trucks mm. or fuck this guy. I hate driving trucks, but I can't go and do what you do. I've got a mortgage. I've got kids in school. I've got a wife, I, you know, whatever it is. Husband, what wife.
0: I say? Die with honor.
1: <laughs> no. All right. I get it. i like, mm. cool. Sometimes you have to do the unnecessary or not the unnecessary. Sometimes you have to do mm. the necessary, mm-hmm. drive the truck to fund the other thing. Yeah, I didn't
0: decide on Monday and then quit on Friday. Yeah. Bro, I saved there money for, for fucking ages. So I bought a caravan. I made a plan. Yeah. And then so I got halfway clear. through the plan and I had to change my trajectory. I figured out this didn't work, so I had to do that. And then that didn't work and I've tried this. Okay, Dude, but very you know as well as I do, we're not here because we won the whole way. It's because we lost the whole way. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's being stubborn. Man, and yeah. It's, it's sticking, it's being really stubborn. It's going, oh, I actually don't really care what somebody else thinks. Mm. I want to do this for me. So there's a fulfillment element. Mm. But if I was sitting in that truck or if I had, you know, our silly voices in headphones and I'm digging a hole, I'm doing whatever it's doing. If you're in an office and in a little cubicle and you're typing away going, I fucking hate this. I really want to be a florist. Or I really want to be a, you name it. I don't care what it is. You can do both. I think the, f- the riskiest thing and, and um, a mentor and really good friend of mine, Gus, I think really hammered this in um, with me and we kind of spoke about it all the time. And it's really something that he preaches all around the world. Now as a keynote speaker, that's what he does. Yeah. It's like the riskiest thing that you could do is have one income stream. Yeah. Like I, I feel nervous all the time going, I've always had multiple income streams at the moment. Got kind of like two Mm. and I'm like, what the fuck? I need to have like five of these bad boys going because if one falls over, I don't have something else to go. I don't, so if I was getting paid a good wage, doing something I didn't really like, I'd be using every other second of the day to yeah. start the other thing. You know, the, the side hustle, the little thing on the side. Experiment because the business I'm doing now is my 16th company I've started.
0: Exactly. Like, and
1: that sucks. And the thing, my inflection moment was realizing, oh, if I could find myself... One or two bigger contracts that were annual that covered my base yeah. living needs. That's when everything changes. My decision making changed. Yeah, when I was making decisions based on feeding myself next week, the decisions were far more short
0: sighted. Yeah, well, what you were deciding in a, um, a survival react- kind yeah, of survival, it was, it was almost reactive. Yeah, reactive. That's I was something. like,
1: you want me to do this? It's not what I do,
0: but I need 500 bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, do that.
1: Mm. Hey, well, that, geez, quick, let's do that. Three months time, okay, I'll take that risk. I'll do that. It's going to cost 10 grand, but I might make 12. Oh, two grand, sick, let's do it. You know, Now I'd look at some of those decisions and go, well, oh, silly. But if you didn't do what you did, you would be where you are. Yeah, I think there's just smarter ways of doing it than the way that I did it personally. Mm. But I could only figure that out by doing it. And I'm sure people along the way have gone, George, why don't you just do this, mate? And then you could do that on the side. And I went, you didn't know what you're talking about, mate. But now with reflection, I can go, I see what they were saying.
0: But this is the millionaire who goes like, if I had to make it all back, I could now do it in a tenth of the time because I have all the experience. To go back to your original point, I think the big thing is, and I had to have this moment with myself as an employee of a company when I was driving trucks and doing this and like I've done mining and flying flat and all that. The point when all of this became something that was possible for me, right? Because a big thing is, like, when I saw you in Darkroom doing your thing when we were younger and all the rest, like, mm. you were an alien human to me. Yeah. Because you – it's like, yeah, there's a lot of risk involved in this and that, and you talk about, like, water off a duck's back. Like, yeah, I order shit in, people buy it, and make money, whatever it is what it is. When I was driving trucks, I had to have a full moment where it's like, I, Jake, give you, <laughs> Jake, permission <laughs> yeah. to be a fucking weapon, yeah, give to a want crack. everything, to give go it give it a shot, to figure it out, and like, yeah, at the time I was like, oh, but I've got this, you know, car loan that I've got, and I, I want to do this, and I want to travel, and I, I, you know, obviously I don't have any real dependency as far as a mortgage and kids and all that goes. So I, I admit I did start in a place where I hadn't made any shitty decisions yet, because mm-hmm. when you when you think about it, like I'm not I'm not saying this about anyone specifically. I don't want to hurt anyone's anyone's feelings, but most of the decisions to have a child and to get to to get a mortgage these days. Made out, is made for the wrong reasons. A lot of people are doing it to fucking fill the gap of a problem in a relationship. And then they get to yeah. a point where they're like, and I know this isn't everyone, I'm just saying, most people go like, oh, fucking hell. Maybe it's even worse. They have a kid and now they're paying child support. You know, and it's like, I've got all these reasons why I shouldn't do it. It's yeah, but the first thing that you need to do before you address anything is give yourself permission to go like, I could not just be rich, but I could be so fucking wealthy that nothing matters. Now, The secondary point behind that is you have to play this game as if your life depends on it because it does. Because if you keep going, well, I've got a mortgage and, you know, I, I hate this job, but I've got to do it to make ends meet. As I said, die with honor on that hill, a silent man. Because you're going to be here in 10 years' time. You're going to be I'd here be in t- on that hill. 20 years' time, 30 years' time, 50 years' time, because you keep on coming up with excuses. I get it why you can't do it. Start telling me why you can do it. If you can figure out why you can do it, and if you give yourself permission to chase that can, that's when life starts. Agree.
1: We're talking about risk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, I think, what gets caught up in here. So you, you mentioned debt, mortgage, all those sorts of things. I think sometimes. We especially as like dudes our age and a bit older, where we live, all the rest of it, we do get caught up with the keeping up with the Joneses and like, oh, I need that other thing. Yeah. Let me get the bigger car, the bigger wheels, the bigger boat, the whatever it is. Oh, the house well, I definitely need five bedrooms. Well, there's yeah. two of you, man. Like, exactly. Cool. That concept in that life is totally legit and some people love it and it's sick. It's awesome. And I think that's necessary. Not everyone is built to start a business. Yeah. There's, there's I that. do forget that. So not everyone should do this. I think everyone likes the idea of, oh, geez, how good would it be? Own a business, cruise around. Be your own boss. Be your own boss. It's pretty lonely. Yeah. And it fucking sucks most of the time. And you're going to have more losses than wins. You've got to sacrifice a lot of things. If you're willing to do those things, then it might be for you. But I'm going to be the first person to tell you, hey, dude, and I've had this conversation with you. Hey, man, like recently I'm not going to talk about specific times, but I was like, sure you want to buy that much stock? Let's do some math. Yeah. You know, hey, same with me. I didn't have a car for like – I moved to Melbourne. I had – when I moved to Melbourne, dude, I had Lost Bills make a darkroom and my little design studio, and I just started um, an innovation consultancy in Melbourne with some big clients. Yeah. I moved there. Had those things running. They were all income streams. Ended up selling all those businesses in Bunbury. um, Except for, I think, one or two. Two, I just closed because they sucked. Um, I still didn't buy a car for nearly two and a half years. Mm. Because I didn't want, could I go get a loan? Yeah. Not going to. Mm. Like, do I need one of those things right now? No. So I walked caught the tram. I did public transport. And this yeah. was with significant money going through the business. Yeah. Like enough to just go buy whatever car I wanted cash. Right. Not doing it because it was just, I needed that money somewhere else. So you need to sacrifice. You need to go, I'm going to postpone my happiness or that thing, mm-hmm. which would give me like that fleeting
0: moment of joy.
2: Yeah. And a like, little
0: bit more comfort or whatever it might be.
2: Yeah.
1: And so you got to realize that's a bit of, I think it's called hedonism when you're always gonna want the next thing. Yeah it's gonna fulfill you for a hot second and then be next.
0: Yeah, so but I mean that, that that is a skill of itself, being able to like retard hedonism long enough to realise that you don't need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've since this is like my uh it never stops, does it? Man, busy man, busy oh, man. Oh fuck. That's the next whale. No I've waited long enough to you. he can wait. Um I think that uh delaying hedonism for just long enough that you don't need it is is a skill in itself in that like i'm on my third pair of vans yeah well since i'm a sucker for shoes dude so i can't but dude i'm a sucker for hot wheels you know like i yeah. just and i chose hot wheels because it was cheap enough for each individual one that you can justify spending a hundred bucks on 50 items you know yeah. but i think the the truth of it is and you brought up you know keeping up with the joneses before like, sure, I get it, you know. Neighbors got Land Cruiser, he's got the Prado, he's got the Hilux and all this. But there is a certain point where you go like, well, that's cool what they got, but NAB's telling me that I've got fucking nothing. <laughs> so I might, I might just like pay that attention. That dodgy lender reckons I can yeah, get yeah, yeah. the car and the boat. He said I make just enough to make the minimum repayment over 17 years. 1% for interest for... Well, yeah. <laughs> babe, babe. Imagine.
1: Mate, we're really good at convincing ourselves that we need things. I am the best. Mm. I'm so good at buying shit I don't need. But it came from a long time of buying nothing and real and buy actually buying shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. I felt good for a day now, whatever. Yeah. Th- I think the core of the story is what we do is risky. Yeah. You need to sacrifice a lot. My two best mates we went to Canada and lived there for, like, I think, all up about five years. Yeah. And I was literally... Going to darkroom in Victoria Street, Bunbury, sitting there, getting videos from them, snowboarding and doing all this cool shit. Yeah. Going, what, what am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? Why aren't I with my mates? Yeah. Like, why aren't I out there doing those things? And not for a second now, like, there was definitely times of doubt going, I did a donut day today. Zero dollars came in. Mm. Ugh. And get a text, mates are at home, ripping, like having the best time, partying time. Oh, fuck, am I doing the right thing? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I'm never going to get that time back. Yeah. But at that time and still now, I knew that I wanted to do something um, kind of long-term and it's relevant sacrifice. Like those dudes did an apprenticeship and they sacrificed. They were an apprenticeship on no money. Yeah. And you do that to become a tradesman, to get paid more. And so... That was my time. It was my time to do my apprenticeship. That's what it was, and I sacrificed yeah. the travel or the this or the that. I definitely didn't go without. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like poor me lived in a tent on the street. No, I yeah was did fine, the thing. Yeah, but I didn't make any money. I think my first three tax returns with the business. So I've had only worked for myself. My first three tax returns were about eighteen to nineteen thousand. First three thousand. That's how much I made a year. Oh, I was gonna say turnover. <laughs> what the fuck no, you doing? No, no, <laughs> no. Like I think first year turnover was like six fifty. Yeah, but it was all just like the worst business model in the world, where yeah. everything just got reinvested, reinvested, reinvested. was And then I figured out the cash flow. Holy <laughs> shit, this runway is just going down, 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 down. Yeah. And that little cream, like man, there was nights I'd sleep on the couch in the store. There's yeah, all sorts of stuff. I was lucky enough, mum and dad were around town got get food from their house, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. I lived with them, I moved in, I moved out, I, yeah, all yeah. those sorts of things. So anyone who's – like, if I was to do it again, so rather than like, hey, if you're out listening, if I was to do it again, I'd probably find that job that I could do fuck all that and have the bandwidth, time, space to do my little thing sneaky on the side. Yeah. So that my base, food, shelter, you know, little bills are yep. covered without me having to think about it and then anything else that was profit that I didn't spend I wouldn't go buy a jet ski I would go and go okay I'm going to put that into that piece of equipment or that thing I need for work or my skill or invest in myself Mm. I got some friends that around town and I remember like Brent Spooner who's LJ Hooker you know Bunbury, Coley, Busselton the Brent Spooner the Brent Uh, he used to come in Darkroom the same time you were coming in he worked at El Colorado El Worsley. it was super into his share trading. And he would, like, do his shift work. Then he would, like, share trade and figure that out. And I'm sure he won some, lost some. Like, it's yeah, just yeah, the nature yeah. of the game. And then I remember he was like, man, I think I'm going to do my real estate license. And I went Cool. And so then on his off days, I, hopefully I'm not butchering his story, but I'm pretty sure it was go shift work. And then on his four days off, he was at Summit Realty yeah. learning from Greg there. And so – you sacrifice, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. Mm. What is wrong or disheartening if you're a l- younger person is that you jump on TikTok and Instagram, and some dude made a dropship account, and now he's got his Bugatti, yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, business is easy," mm. and it sucks you into thinking that that's what it's like. That's an outlier, and I don't know how much of that's real.
0: Yeah, don't even know if that one's real.
1: And man, to be honest, if I go a little bit more, I guess macro on it. Do you want that? No,
2: no, 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 what?
1: I think the question for me is like if it all goes – so something I remind myself is if it all goes to shit, I'd love to just go somewhere and go surfing. Like I'm more than happy to just – I need my laptop. Mm. I need a bit of internet. I'll go back to design life. I'd happily just build websites, logos, brands, go back into creative direction. Sweet. I'd do that. I'd live in some island somewhere. And eat rice, coffee, eating bananas. And go surf. That's yeah. what I'd love to. So, worst case scenario is pretty fucking good. Yep. That's what I think is pretty cool because that's what keeps me fulfilled and happy. Mm. Best case scenario goes in a different direction, of course. Best case scenario, have a garage
0: full full of Porsches. Oh, so yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You only drive one at a time, too. I'll so figure out a way to drive them yeah. yeah. all at once. Yeah, I've like well. got all the time to, to figure it <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, too. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, the other question is like, Know, what's wealth? There's lots of studies on this and I know that um, happiness does increase between 75000 and $100,000. Mm-hmm. Just cost of living and that number slides as inflation goes. Yep. So the more our money devalues, the more you need, yep. our bills increase. So you know, there would be stats, that would be that $30,000. but let us just scale it today. Mm. 75000 if your mortgage repayment is 50000 a year, Twenty five's tight, man. Mm. Another twenty five on top of that just doubled your spending money. Yeah, that is double. Well, that's half the amount of stress.
0: Yeah, it's going from eating at home all the time to maybe one or two meals so out a week. Yeah,
1: might be able to save, and you've got a weekend away, and you've got this and that. Yeah, it's still fucking hard, man. Yeah. Like, you leave school today, and you start like the the wage, the minimum wage, or the average wage. Let's call it not minimum. Let's just go average. Yeah doesn't align with the cost of living living. like we all know that like it's no secret shit's expensive you don't get paid heaps everyone's struggling everyone's calling that's where value is so important like make yourself so valuable to another business or to yourself Mm. that you're out of that conversation you're you're not struggling for that thing like upskill invest in yourself Mm. all these but man pisses me off so much and people use the like luck Oh man, you're so lucky. Oh yeah, like, so dude, lucky, man. Like 24 hours in a day, how many mm. do you have?
0: It's the same thing. Your your radar to luck gets more effective the more you like actively seek opportunity.
1: Yeah, the more you work. Yeah, You got there. Is an asterisk on that too. My friend Steve Sammartino, who's an absolute legend, is an economist and and futurist. Always on TV shows, North He's got a book called The Lesson School Forgot, and um. We were talking about luck one day, and it's like luck does exist, George. You are born in Australia Mm. in this year yeah, to this type of, you know, middle Australia. That's fucking lucky. Don't tell me, and don't fool yourself, and anyone listening, one, you're listening to this on an iPhone with an internet connection with probably some AirPods in your ears, or if you're a wacko, you've got your... What is the Air Max Pro Vision goggles on?
0: Oh, yeah. I thought you got going the other way to wide headphones.
1: We're we're pretty lucky, right? (laughs) Like, that is luck. So, our our environmental circumstances, even just by listening to this, puts us all in the same category. Yeah. If you compare that to somebody who is born in a third world country that are walking two Ks to get water, uh, there's no fucking chance I'm saying, oh, come on, bro. You got 24 hours in a day. No, we got to acknowledge that we have blessed yeah like the country we live in the economic climate we live in the opportunities we have yeah
0: that's pretty lucky man like you can't ignore that i understand that like as a foundational thing yes we do live in a good time time period you know, I was born in 92, which means kind of the first 15 years that there was no real exposure to screens outside of TV. And then the second 15, like once my neuroplasticity kind of slowed down but was still there, I got exposure to things so I understand how that works so I can manipulate screens and keyboards to generate wealth and things like that. I, I, I appreciate the asterisks, but I also think that the people that are saying to me, oh, you seem to have good luck, it's like you, no, have they're this in the same category, you have the same sorry.
1: foundation as I. No, they're the same category. Yeah. yeah, That's sorry if that wasn't clear. We're in the same category. Yeah,
0: the, the general, like the bigger picture is, fuck yeah, so lucky. Live in Bunbury. My parents are alive. I haven't had any significant loss my whole life. Like there are so many ways to call myself <laughs> lucky. But I also know that I get better at wheelies the more I do them yeah 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 that's really important yeah, and you gotta put the reps in that is literally like put the reps runs in. on the board that's what yeah. that, that's where luck starts happening like fuck you just hit a home run it's like yeah because i've been hitting balls my whole life
1: i mean i think there's there's self-awareness there as well like there, there needs to be a certain level of self-awareness and maybe this comes from circling back to the start mental health kind of conversation is well we need time to reflect and we need to have that time to be honest with ourselves and go and he's pretty good at wheelies I wish I, why aren't I good at wheelies? Well, Mm. fuck, man, you don't even have a bike. Yeah. You know, like, how many times have you fallen off? A shit time. Mm. You know, it's a pretty perfect analogy. Something Mm. that's, you do it, you don't. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Dude, I feel like. And at any time, you can still stack
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At any time. Doesn't matter how good you are. It's a great analogy because I started learning wheelies, like, three years ago. Like, I'm 31 and I just learned how to do wheelies. Do you know how fucking silly that is? Yeah. But it's great because <laughs> it, it's literally like, dude, if you, you want to be good at wheelies, you can just go get the bike today. Whatever yeah. bike. It have got two wheels and a brake? That's all you need. Yeah. Go pull the front wheel up. Didn't work? Do it again. Didn't oh, yeah. work? Do it again. That's, that's the mantra, Yeah, you know? Start on grass. Yeah, yeah. I'd you're, reckon. Like,
1: if you're, I'm, not, I'm using it as an analogy, but the start on grass is you're in another job do your side hustle. Do your side hustle. Yeah. If you fuck off, it's a soft landing. Mm. The opposite, so this is where people think, let's you keep wheelies. Wow, business, geez, look at that person. Elon Musk, he's fucking killing it, and he's a bit of a weirdo. I could do that. I'm going to quit my well-paying job. I'm going to go buy a Harley and rip a wheelie first time at 110Ks on the yeah, highway. Yeah. <coughs> That's the equivalent in my head. Like, bro, dude, chill. Yeah. you got to learn on grass first, or just... Like, hey, man, do you have a bike? Let's start those things. Yeah. It's kind of the same as running a marathon. You don't just go and run a marathon. There's yeah, yeah. freaks, there's outliers. Oh, my God, so-and-so just did it. Well, yeah, yeah cool. Most people start by putting their shoes on. Yeah. Then they walk around the block. Yeah. And they jog and then they might do a 5K then a 10 and then get hooked and they learn about nutrition and water and they do a yeah. couple of 21s and they're doing average of 50 a week and all those sorts of things and eventually 42. Yeah. Bloody hard thing to do really hard thing to do. The people who go out and just do it, you hear, "Oh, what a freak show." He or she did it. Not many of them go do it again. Yeah. Because we only hear about the, "Oh my god, they did it. Somehow they stuck the landing. Holy shit, they got the whole way." Yeah. But then they had a month, potentially a
0: lifetime of injury from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they tore meniscus, they yeah. they did this and that. And yeah. that is exactly yeah. my. Mir- Pardon me, that's exactly mirroring that analogy of the dude who, or the example of the dude who started a drop shipping business three months ago and has a Bugatti now. Dude, starting a business is easy. Mm. Like, it is so easy. Oh, we could do it before the end of this podcast. Running a
1: business is hard. Yeah. The bigger it gets, the harder it gets.
0: Also, going back though, you were saying there was like five elements involved in running a business, like risk, this, that, the other, whatever it was. Anyway, I feel like what I've learned uh, retrospectively looking at me in business is that I have, uh, I I actually use my business as a vehicle, and I've kind of said this already, for personal growth. Mm -hmm. I get better at being a partner for Larissa Mm. the better I do in business. You know, my ability to walk into a room and to have the effect that I have on people and just be like, you know, I'm here for this, how are you, manners, general backwards and forwards, this and that. That comes from being able to do that in my personal life because I do it over and over and over in business so much so that when I do it in personal, it's like, yeah, I can talk to people. I can maintain eye contact. I can project. I can listen. Mm. I can analyze what they're saying and respond, you know? And then in my personal life, you know, the whippersnapper stops working the other day. So instead of taking it to a, a repair shop or whatever you might do, or it's like, okay, can I fix it? Let's take it apart. Give it a crack. Is there a YouTube video? Yeah. Do I have the tools required? Do I know someone who's done this before? Can I call dad? I might take it to his place. So that problem solving that originated in business Like we have this problem, the printer's not working. Can I take it apart? Can I YouTube it? Can I do this? Can I refer to the manual? All these things that you kind of know subconsciously in the back of your mind, but for some reason don't put them into full play in real life. Your business kind of forces you to learn these things to like, okay, the amount of risk that I took this time two and a half years ago is this. Mm -hmm. Now, today I'm about to spend uh, $10,600 of borrowed money on a concept that I've never done before. The ri- Let's go, right? <laughs> everyone, right now, do me a favor, cross everything, right? Because it's like I am literally stepping into the unknown here, and I have no like. We need to talk about this off camera, but I don't have any guarantee that this money is going to do what I in, in, intend for it to do. So the risk has grown. Now, this might sound weird, but this correlates pretty nicely to I got engaged a month ago, which is a massive risk you're betting your life and her life on this idea that what you've been doing for the past five years is going to keep going for another 40, 50 years, however long we, la- uh, we live, not last. So, and that purely comes from like, well, yeah, I went from putting the littlest bit of my pinky on the chopping block to I'll put my nuts on there and be like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Ah, oh, fuck. No, 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 Dude, you need some magnesium. This guy gets cramped so often. He gets cramps, this dude. This is the second oh time, second cramp in a week that, that I've nuts. seen. What's going on there, mate? It's
0: like an ex girlfriend slipping into
1: your Do you, <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> Do you get those o- often? No shit, that would be the second time I've had a cramp. In five years, I yeah, and the other time was having a coffee the other day. I, a I reckon. You're dehydrated. You Whoa, need some dude. Maggie Glass, mate. Maggie night stretching. That
0: fucked me, eh? Man. Oh, what point was I making? Who cares?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you all right?
0: Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm super scared to sit back down, though. <laughs> well, I just met a moment over here. <laughs> you,
1: you do you. Man, what you were talking about before, though, um, business, so you're talking about risk. First thing was risk. Yeah. Uh, getting engaged, yeah, huge risk, but it also shows a commitment. Like, it shows a commitment of, like, hey, I'm in for this. And in my personal experience, it just gets better and easier. Yeah. You know, we've been married a year and a bit. And it's, like, together nearly 12 years. Huge. So it's no surprise. Like, the ring, no ring. The r- I remember um, someone told me, it's less about the wedding. It's less about getting married. Like, you're already married. Like, nothing changed for me mm. at all. Like, everything's the same. Um, our relationship got stronger. And all those little worries kind of... Mads and I spoke about this the other day. It's, it's not worries, but when you're dating in the back of your head, is still like in both directions. Well, like, is this us? Like, and should I be still like looking elsewhere or whatever? Yeah, so yeah. it shows that commitment to one another. Yeah. I said to you as well, for the guy popping the question, if the guy pops the question or whoever pops the question, yeah. for me, that was scarier. And that was the commitment than the wedding day. Wedding yeah. day was like the formalities.
0: Yeah, it's
1: almost kind of the fun part of it. Yeah, for me, but then for the for Madison, that was the scary part because she didn't know any of the planning and the saving and all the things that happened yeah, to then get, to that get point. a ring and then go, holy fuck, come we're gonna ask this question. That there was scarier, and then the other party has <laughs> the same thing leading into the wedding day. So yeah, that was that. It really showed a commitment. But the thing a friend said was, "Man, hey, it's the only time in your life that you can invite all the." special people yeah into one room to it's celebrate you it's yeah. you if you throw a party and was like hey it's Sunday come over and celebrate the <laughs> love we have for each other yeah fuck off you weirdos yeah uh, it's one of those times so that's the cool part I think that's really cool
0: I think that was probably the initial like exciting part for me mm and I, I always preface it with like this is not the the main reason that I did it this is one of many reasons that I did it you know primarily I love the girl that's that's what's really good important start, mate. yeah thank you um the other big thing was like the idea of like mum dad who like haven't been in the same room for 12 years or something um them being in the same room her parents being in the same room her friends being there my friends being there like at the very least it sounds like a good party yeah You know, and it's like when you then start to kind of, you know, uh, boil that down to where it's finest point, it's like that is the point of the ceremony. Mm. That ceremony, the point of that tradition is that, yes, we're getting everyone in the same room and we're saying, guess what? We're into each other. We're going to keep doing this. And everyone just gets to be happy about that. Yeah. You know,
1: everyone else is like, cool.
0: Yeah. Good for you. Let's go hang out. Yeah. 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 (laughs) yeah. Let's go fucking eat good food and dance until we can't anymore. You know, and I think that part of it is super that's just, like, that's just the most exciting thing to me, you know? I, I love the whole idea of just, like, getting to... And I think there's a cool thing about, you know, growing up is you get to a point where you're like, yeah, celebrating my love is a really exciting concept. Mm. And it's real, you know? It's it's more real than going to a festival and doing, you know, half a bucket full of bloody powders and whatnot and trying to recover from that for the next six weeks. Like, this is literally just a genuine thing where, like, how fun is this? How great is this? Yep. You know? Yeah.
1: But... So, I want to say... um, one of the things Mads and I do, and this goes back to your journaling and note-taking, so it's macro and micro goals. Our micro goals daily f- is me going, this is my to-do list for tomorrow. Yep. My to-do list tomorrow for tomorrow is unashamedly to do with business. Mm-hmm. I need to do this because that means this, and then at the end of the quarter it means business, and the end of the year hopefully goes to the goal. I don't even have to think about what my micro goals are because they're always aligning to my macro goals. Right. Now, every, every year, the week between Chrissy and New Year's, Mads and I have uh, – we go to, like, a lunch together, get a bottle of wine, order some great food.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we
1: sit down and we have three pieces of paper each. And we just, like, grab a bottle, have a chat, and it's each piece of paper. Or you can do it however you want, three sections on a piece of paper. It's not fucking complicated. Yeah. What's your personal goals? What's your professional goals? And what's your couple goals? Right. And it's, when I say goals – Doesn't have to be like, I want to achieve X. It could be things that you just want to focus on or things you want to do more of. So, like a personal goal would be like, I want to paint more. Mm -hmm. I want to surf more. I want to do a surf trip with my friends. Things that are really important to me. Yeah. Professional goal. Okay. I want to get better at being a leader. I want to help my team feel more fulfilled and do whatever it is, like you know whatever I'm making some goals up they're they're all mine um and then a couple goals would be like I want to spend more time together not talking about work yep, I want to make sure that we do a monthly no phone dinner, yeah or a whatever it is could be silly, could be big um and unashamedly for us, it's like there's some financial things in there. I like want to make sure that we have this much in savings or want to upgrade that or do that you know he needs some creeps in but mm. At least we acknowledge it and we go, do we need that? Yeah. Do we want that? No. So that's our macro goals. So we do that as a couple. The longer we've been doing it as a couple, so we're cracking up this year. The first time we did it, it was really amazing as just two humans hanging out to go, oh, hang on. I'll show you my cards if you show me yours. Yeah. And the star was like, oh, I didn't realize that was important to you. I didn't didn't Mm. give a fuck about that. Interesting. But now I know it's important for you. Yeah. And that uh, Mads and I always clash because she will go, I really want to buy this thing, and I'm like, yeah, cool. I know it's important to you, but I don't even really give a fuck. Yeah. Like that's not my thing. Cool. And same the other way. Like I'll go, I really want to do this or buy that or achieve whatever it is, and she goes, really? Okay, cool. Now if that was when we started this, which would have been probably ten years ago, yeah. Um, the goals were, the couple goals would have been kind of similar. Mm. The personal and professional were super separate. Yeah. Dude, this year was probably 10 minutes. Like, so it went from like a couple hours, oh, shit, what do I, I want to achieve? Uh, putting that down on paper. Yeah, you've got to commit. It's a hard thing to do. 100%. And just having that space to think about things, not on a, what's the time got to get there? Oh, shit, okay, do I have money for lunch? Do you know, those yeah, those sorts yeah. of things. So now this year we went to market in Bunbury here, um, sat down. I reckon we are both done before half of our glass of wine wow it would have been five minutes like okay cool personal do do do, do, do professional do, 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 do. all right cool what do you got boom 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 they were all the same except for one or two and there would really? be like maybe 30 things and it's so funny like the more we do it yeah. i'm sure there's gonna be times where our goals will go separate yeah And yeah, they yeah. come back together but it's more the ability to know what your mate yeah wants to do Or what they're into, (coughs) what's important to them.
0: You've got to really, uh, like, I feel we both have this going on, like, you really fuck with with Maddie. Like, I really fuck with Riz. Like, we're very good friends.
1: Oh, she's my best mate.
0: Exactly. You know, like, and, and, like, I look forward to, like... She's finishing it too today. It's like my day's based around when she finishes. Yeah. You know, I get her Monday, Thursday and Friday in the business. Like, I love those days. Mm, you know, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday, you save the bullshit. So I'm not wasting my time when I'm with her. Mm. You know, and I feel like a lot of people kind of overlook that. I don't, I don't know uh, where people get the overlooking thing of their relationship. They're like, yeah, that's my partner. I love her. And, you know, we see it together, and It's cool. And we're going to buy a house. We're going to do all this. And it's like, yeah, no, but that's all the byproduct of having a best friend. Yeah. Like, you know, like right now I'm so wealthy. I'm so wealthy because I have her and we're young and we realize we love each other and we have Louis and we do things and we have traditions mm. and we have ceremonies and we go through the motions yeah, and rituals. We, we take those, you know, and like I feel the, like we don't do our goal setting together, but like a big part of our life together is that the trajectories are very similar. And while some of them do this, you know, they stay, they meet back up. You know, it's communication, man,
1: is really what we're talking about. I've Mm. got, we've
0: all got friends
1: and family members, whatever. And you kind of look at their relationship and go, does that other party even know that you're thinking this? Mm. I don't think they do. There's a misalignment here. Mm. I think the common thread is having that ability to just be vulnerable. (laughs) This whole, this is called the vulnerability podcast. Yeah, But it's like, I'm not worried about what she's going to think of me if i share that thought yeah true 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 that's huge so and that comes with time but you could be together someone they could be together for 100 years and it's very transactional mm. we go to work we come home we have dinner we watch that some we watch google box or whatever you know whatever yeah. the thing is that you do Nuts, yeah cool but it's those little threads in between of like hey i was thinking about this i was thinking about that and like those dumb conversations Mads has to listen to so many fucked ideas of mine oh yeah <laughs> so many like hey, do, 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 do. and I know that there was like there's a huge time um when you're thinking about doing something new or hey what do you think about this and I've been doing this that and part of the job for the partner and this goes in two-way street is just to sit and listen yeah and it's not to judge and it's just to kind of guide and go how come that oh i didn't realize sweet do you reckon there's this and there's a there's a skill to that Mm. there's a skill to listening to and it's not just your partner it's your friend as well because if you say to me hey george i'm thinking about doing whatever it is i'm going to loan not 10 50 grand i'm going ham on this and if i say that's a fucked idea well that's the end of the conversation yeah it doesn't really and you then go fuck you fist up Mm If I say that's a great idea, all I'm doing is enforcing that what you already idea, think yeah. it is. The outcome of both those things isn't really value. Yep. The outcome of both of those things is conflict or acceptance. If it goes well, unlikely, good job, sweet, awesome. I wasn't didn't have much to do with that. Yep. If it goes horrible and I said it was a good idea, mm. And you went okay. I got positive reinforcement from these three people, these ten people, these one, this one person, and you risk it all and lose it all. Well, there's resentment there. Yeah. The skill I think is in the communication to be able to go, oh man, what? Why? Tell me more. Why did you think of that? There's, there's, yeah. How's that? Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Because guess what? I don't fucking know the answer either. Yeah. But here's the my lens. And then you should talk to 20 other people that are qualified. been there. And and not qualified in the sense of this person did exactly, but like qualified in the fact of like if I'm going to talk about whatever it is, man, like mode healthcare, if I'm going to go talk about healthcare concepts, there's weighted responses depending on the person. Mm. Talking to a doctor, the feedback from them is going to be considered differently than – some rando down the street, mm. like my, well, not rando, like the local barista. The response from that person is a potential patient. So it's a customer, value. Yep. Doctor, employee, okay, there's value there too. Someone who owns a hospital,
2: okay, a bit different. Yeah.
1: And it's like your ability to listen to all those things and those people there that you go to need to be able to, well, hopefully you've assembled the team around you that you can chat to that goes, oh, yeah, man, cool. No worries. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Because yeah. they're not worried about themselves in the conversation. They're just worried about helping you figure it out for yourself because I'm not going to figure it out for you. Yeah. No one is. I could still say that's a shit idea because of these reasons and help you see those and you do it and prove me wrong. Yeah. Right. But at least consider them. Yeah. Consider them first. It's always up to you as the individual to roll that dice. See what happens. Just because it didn't work in the past doesn't mean it'll work in the future. Just because it did work in the past doesn't mean it'll work in the future. It's guaranteed, yeah. Nothing's guaranteed
0: at all. Yeah. There's
1: lots of shit ideas out there
0: that are doing really well. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I know. And sometimes you're like, why am I wasting my time trying to come up with the perfect idea when an average idea can do the job? It's
1: the execution. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's just fully the execution.
0: 100%. Uniforms have definitely been done before, but it's like, what is the the, the Jake flavor that makes it? Dude, so is coffee. Yeah,
1: we have to do is make that experience two percent better than the closest competitor. Mm. Like it doesn't even need to be a hundred percent. Yeah, I heard a quote the other day, what was it? Um was you know, that's the low-hanging fruit. And the person goes, Well, you know, I still call that fruit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good point. <laughs> it's still fruit, man.
0: Very good point. You know, I think the obviously this winds back to having that ongoing uh conversation with your partner. And I think like I, I almost, I'm a very, like, silly person in my own, like, you know, obviously business, but I guess I'm a silly person even in the little bit of character that I have in Black Ink. Like, I like trying to fuck around with things, you know, and Riz fucks around as well. We fuck around all the time, you know what I mean? Like, we've got, like, so many inside jokes and personal jokes to the point that even when we're having, um, you know, we're like, res- resolving conflict, whatever that might be, like, a difference sort of ideas of how we should do something or, you know... How she perceives something compared to how I how I perceive something, it's like having those inside jokes to fall back on where like in the middle of not an argument but like yeah, a conversation. Yeah, you I'll put on like a Russian accent and and you get the smile and you're like, cool. We're on the same team. Dude, common we're on goal. On the same team.
1: Common goal. You know? We need to figure out what's that common goal. And that's yeah. the that's our personal, professional couple. Right. That's the goalposts. Yeah. My micro decisions I make every day is to help me kick towards those goals yeah those goals can move directions but if my goal post is at that end of the field and hers is over there we're going to have a problem yeah right yeah. if my goal is to um fuck everything off and go surfing i want to sell everything i don't want a house i don't want anything i just want to go surfing and i don't care i'm going to go on a doll and that's my goal post and i'm actively working towards that yeah and Mads is the opposite end. It's never going to fucking work. Yeah, yeah. It's there needs to be. Well, that's that's paths then that's going the paths, there, but there. And that's that natural too. Yep. Like I think all relationships, like romantic or, or um, platonic, you know, like a friend, your yeah. mate. Um, there are times where it, that might be the end. Oh look, a hundred. It might be the end because our goals
0: are different. Our values are different. We've grown apart. This which is, is fine the ask perspective not the ask, the other perspective of you're the average of your five closest friends. Yep. It's like literally if you are aligning yourself with other people who have similar goals, it's gonna be a lot easier to go on that path with them because you're gonna be talking about the same things, facing the same problems, dealing with the same conflict, risk, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it's like, I mean, this is what we have, you know, yep. like I I Geordia, fucking I don't have money or I'm trying to deal with this client. Or I had I mean, we had a classic one just recently where I said, you know, I'm having this particular situation with this particular client that i just don't know how to deal with here's how i think i should go about it and you're like fucking don't do that do (laughs) Do not do that (laughs) have you have you considered this and even that conversation was it wasn't don't do that it was well let's have a look if you dealt with it this way you know what's the what do you think happens there and then all of a sudden it's like it feels less of the teacher telling the student what to do, which I don't think is what we have. No. It's more just like, okay, I see your you problem here. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, Let's just literally get all the elements in front of us and go, what's important? Right, we don't need to worry about that. These things, how do we get the best result out of that?
1: Man, it's kind of perspective as well because in that situation, everyone would have a situation similar where you're presented with some sort of conflict where you don't quite align with the other person that pissed you off like whatever it is to take it out of this specific thing yep. is you run into something and you go, fuck this. Are you fucking serious? What's this person going on about? All your brain is doing is going into this reactive primitive space where it's your reptilian brain, which is fight or flight. Mm. And our reaction is fight or run away. You know, that's literally what our brain's doing. Yeah. With time and reflection. So you just pump the brakes. That's why if you're going to send a text to someone, don't do it late li- late at night. Just hit snooze. Wake yeah. up in the morning. Maybe type that email with no one in the subject, you know, yeah, the address it, make bar yet. Yeah, <laughs> get a draft. Don't put anyone there. Type it out. Just wait. someone doesn't need to get back. You know, the world's gonna keep spinning. You don't yeah. need to reply straight away. Have time to think about it. And in that time, when you're thinking about it, go okay. If I was this other person, why am I reacting this way? What am I trying to get out of it? Yeah, yeah why is like what information that they have that I don't have or that I have that they don't have. Yeah. And when it's less about you and it's more about the situation, you go, oh, hey, can I just chat about this, dude? Like I'm trying to do this because that I need to do this because they're the goalpost, right? Yeah. Are you kicking towards those two? No, nah, man, mine are over here. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Oh, dude, sweet. No problem, man. I'm yeah. not the guy for you. Hey, let me introduce you to this person or this. Or whoever. we like, can pivot this. this situation. Like, oh, man. Got, I, you get a goal I, both yeah, ways. I didn't realize, man. I didn't realize that that's your goal. Your goal is actually that. But for me to help you do that, I need these three things because my goal's over there. Yeah. It's that time of reflection that's on a business transaction or a, or a family. Uh, not sorry, a friendship thing, like when you have a conflict with a mate. Yeah. It's like, well, man, what what do you want to do? Well, fuck, I actually didn't give a shit about that. I just wanted to hang out with you and go fishing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man,
1: I thought it was about catching the biggest, baddest fish and going on this mission. Mate, I couldn't care if we are just sitting on the beach. Yeah, with hand reels. You know, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't go fishing with my mate for the fish.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking, and again, I tie this straight back to, like, that particular scenario. It happened to me on the Friday night. And then I didn't see you until the Monday morning. And like with, uh, as you said, just like, like, like with any big decision I make, I try and take as long as I possibly can to make the decision before I execute it. Yeah. You know, cause it's like the, that Einstein thing. If he had an hour to solve the problem that was going to end the world, he'd take 59 minutes thinking about it and one minute to do the thing, hmm. you know? I see I've heard that. Oh, uh, and dude, every time I, like I had it this morning, I like woke up to an email. I'm like, this fucking asshole yeah, trying man. to charge me money for something he hasn't done yet. You know, yeah. and it's like, all right, we'll deal with that after the podcast because who cares? It's three o'clock, you know? It literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, most
1: things don't matter. Mm. Like, I just try to remember that <laughs> most of the things and decisions that we make Yeah. pretty inconsequential. Like, we blow them out of proportion. Mm. Um, at my work we do have some things that are super reactive that we need to move on quickly yeah and that's why we moved our office so we had we opened a new office in bunbury which is our hq yeah. my hq was a team of about seven people all distributed so online yeah i was in melbourne with mads and then there's you know zoe and now we got like paris and emily and kate and yeah you know, the team maddie like everyone's growing. yeah the decision-making now for these things that are very um, urgent can happen so much more efficiently because we're sitting in the same room. Yeah. And I'm the biggest fan of remote work. Like I love it. Mm. Travel, go do these things, do whatever. But there's something about the connection and the ability to go, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. What's going on here? And yeah. so we sit in the same room. Like I sit next to Zoe, behind me is Mads, and Paris is over there. That's the kind of the main team in yep. the room. Doctors rolling in and out all the time, nutritionists, and the, then the team in Dunsborough. We've got, like, a very close online Slack group um, yep. and multiple groups that are kind of distributed team that we call a hub. So we've got, like, HQ and then hubs. is a hub. Yep. Then we've got doctors everywhere and their own little little hubs, I guess. Yeah. Um, or spokes or whatever you want to call it. We communicate so much that with that reaction, we, we slow the reaction time intentionally so that we make the right decision. Right. Right. And that ability to just like sivel the chair and go, George, just want to bounce yourself here. Oh yeah, cool. No worries. But everyone in that room needs to be in the mindset of like best thing out of here is patient outcome. Yeah. What's the patient trying to do? A lot of the times the questions we get asked and the, the things that we're getting pushed on is phrased from the client or the patient In a way that's misleading. Okay. So it makes us feel like they're (coughs) trying to push the limits of what's legal. Sometimes, like, mate, you can't do that. So, for instance, for something you know, we we've got our clinic. We look after you know, pushing ten thousand people Mm -hmm. across the country. We've got our pharmacy arm in Melbourne that we deliver medication. Right. So everyone gets their medication delivered, which is a fucking nightmare, man. When we got thousands of packages moving around. Thousands of packages moving around at any one time. We're trying to figure it out, and someone's calling. Oh, where is it? I didn't have my tracking number, and you're like, man, everyone got sent their tracking number. Mm. Have you checked it? Oh, oh, I didn't check me. I was post up. Oh, I didn't check my email. Where? Yeah. So this little bit of education there. Yep. Um, but then sometimes it might be like, hey, I want to buy ten months worth. yesterday Someone needed to get. It was nearly ten month, months worth of medication. Yep. but it wasn't phrased, hey. I need 10 months of medication because I've just got a job out in the middle of the desert and it's a three-day drive to get to the closest town, which has a fuel station, a bakery, and, you know, a Yeah. So straight away, the email comes in, a request for order for all these things. It's completely legal. You can't do that. So you have to kind of scratch and stop. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we say no, it's us, hey, Let's see what's possible. How, how come? I just need a bit more. Yeah. Oh, well, I just got this new job. It's really exciting. I just don't want to be without my medication. Mm. I'm doing, oh, mate, of course. Let's figure this out for you. Well, this is what we can do. This is what we can't, because there's law there. Like, I'm not the, I'm not law. Yeah. The law is there. I'm the male, We man. need to figure out what we can do here and how we can make it possible. Yeah. But it's slowing that reaction time and then going, George, this email is a bit weird. Or me going, hey, Zoe, mad Paris, what do you, What's going on here? Yeah. Like, I think this. Oh, no, I didn't think that. I spoke to, you know, Sharon the other day and she reckons this. Oh, let's just give her a call. Yeah. Oh, it's that just
0: yeah perspective,
1: man. It's perspective, time, slow it down. We live in this digital age where it's like, ding, reply, ding, reply, ding, reply. Like yeah. Just pump the brakes for a sec.
0: Yeah, that's and that's across a board. I even do that now when I want to post something. It's just like, I might just post this tomorrow, see how we go, you know? And that's for for a variety of reasons. But I think, um, you know, if you then go from the person sending the emails point of view as well, Mm. you know, I was going to say this before, like there is a, I forget what the topic was, like there is a certain amount of responsibility that people have to assume. You know what I mean? Like even, I remember what it was. I know that I have a bit of an overwhelming personality and I know that when I'm passionate about things, I can be very overwhelming and I can convince people of things. You know, I feel like I'm, I feel like even if it's just a fail safe for what I'm going to say next, I have this innate ability to convince people that whatever I'm doing is not just like the best way, it's the only way, yeah. right? Oh, and salesman, okay. Right. Yeah. And then when you do it, and then when it doesn't work, I don't look at them and go like, well, you agreed with me. I go, No. You're such a fucking god of perception or, or conviction that you actually convinced him that it was going to work, and you need to take responsibility for the fuck up. But yeah. that is also something that comes. That's like a that's like a wisdom thing. That's not a that's not a and time, man. Yeah,
1: There's time. There's been s- heaps of occasions that I can reflect on that are very similar. Mm. Like, and I genuinely thought it was going to work too.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why he did it because you believe wholly and solely. Like, yeah. yes, if I buy these hundred fish finders, I'll be able to sell them all. Sold twelve,
1: right? yeah no i didn't break We're even really good at um convincing ourselves to do shit man yeah really really good because you only look at the positive outcome mm. so you have you, you're going to get burned a few times before you figure that out yeah but that um that comes down to the the financial risk as well like starting a business you said before that every, well i said everyone's got 24 hours and then if you're sitting in a truck doing things there's different things that you need and luck was there. Something that we didn't touch on was resourcefulness. Right. So resourcefulness beats resources.
0: Yeah, 100%. percent we all
1: got the same amount of time. Yep. Uh, situations vary, but generally speaking, if you're listening to this, we're, we're all in a similar situation where we can read and write. We went to school. We've got the internet. Mm. Like, we're there. We can get a job. We can do things. We're smart people, like all of us. We can all do really cool things. Yeah. The ba- we, put our, we put up fences and barriers in front of ourselves sometimes thinking I need a certain thing to make it work. Yeah. I need a hundred grand to start that business. Like maybe, maybe not.
2: Like,
1: yeah. I really want Bunbury and not even me. Like I'd love someone to do a really cool pasta shop, like cool little Italian store. Yeah. And I went down this direction. Um, I was going to do this, man. Like I was really going to oh, really? do Logo, baby roamers name all right baby romers like um what was the tagline um surely right. wordplay on pasta or no it was something like you can't eat it here oh okay okay yeah take it or leave it you can't eat it here yeah and i was trying to convince some people to jump in on me with this but there was like no, nah, to do it properly you need to have the restaurant the cafe the big this the big that yeah. which is cool that is one way of doing it I just don't come from that same page in the book where I can't because I work so hard to get to where I am and I value it so much. I don't think for anything I'm going to go risk loaning a hell of a lot of money to prove to myself it's a good idea. First, I want to prove that it's going to work. So the concept was if that's the outcome, yeah, some cool spot, whatever it is, cool is an irrelevant word, a spot that people like to go to yep. that offers something new to the town or to the space or something different. I wanted to just go, hey, Anthony, Benesse, you don't use your kitchen at night. Yeah. Any chance I can rent your kitchen between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m.? All right. It will be spotless before you come in. I just need a boiler and a couple of hot plates, mm. and it's just online. And I pump the shit out of it with things I can control. And Instagram, that's free design. It's pretty much free. Yeah, you, know, you teach yourself, get someone to do it cheap on Canva or yep. whatever it is. Hey, tonight we've got spaghetti. That's what you're getting. Yeah, spaghetti. It's nine bucks. Rock up, takeaway, Benesse Lane, Laneway or name the spot wherever yeah. it is. Let's let's go nuts i think that from re- there you can <coughs> grow yeah you don't need strat. to so resourcefulness beats resources what do you have around you like you can do it from anywhere
0: i remember uh this is like early early this iteration of black ink so probably like two years ago i was still living in the caravan at dad's place and i uh, said i wanted to do an event i was talking to craig about it and he goes why don't you talk to a bloke who owns um Droolies and see if you can use that little back area it's like a laneway it's super aesthetic it'd be super cool and i was like oh yeah no nah, i I don't know. I don't see it, you know? And not that I didn't see it. I didn't see me going to the owner of Jewelies and saying, hey, I've got a t-shirt business that's 15 minutes old. I'm thinking about doing this. Can I use your resources yeah. to do that, right? Now, fast forward to today, I would consider the owner of Jewelies one of my fucking closest friends. <laughs> like, we <laughs> hang out all yeah. the time. We ride together. We we'd, we'd party together. We'd Like, if I've got a problem, you're like number one. He's number two. You know, like, he's such a fucking legend. And had, if he didn't have $100,000 worth of pizza boxes in that area, <laughs> I'd probably be operating out of it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Had I gone to him back then when it was empty, he would have been like, fuck yeah, <laughs> you do it, do it. How can I help? You know, yeah. like, that's him. That's him in a nutshell. I think about that all the time now where, you know, you're going to, like, I'm, I'm putting together this, this um, on-site merch event thing that I'm doing, and, like, down to I Need a Gazebo, Who do I know that has a gazebo? Not necessarily to borrow it, but like, hey, you've got a six by three. Not many people have a six by three. What problems do you face? Well, when you set it up, don't tie the legs to the ground. You tie the canopy to the ground because that's what wants to take off and takes the legs with it. Right. Note number one. Yeah. So when you tie it to the ground, what are you using? Well, if you get weight plates and cut a section down the center of them, you can kind of feed it on there and twist it around. It'll be better than the sample. number two and all of a sudden it's not just like okay i'm doing this thing i'll talk to someone smarter than me it's like literally resourcefulness at its core is like how can i break this down as many ways as possible you know and like that like i need a registered kitchen do i go and rent a commercial space buy all this shit do a fit out do all the bullshit and pray that in six weeks time i can sell enough fucking spaghetti to justify the whole lot probably not no Mm. Uh, the whole main street is full of registered kitchens who do i know who can i meet
1: For a night for a pop up. Not forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. People like boundaries, man.
1: Like Mm. boundaries, parameters. Hey, I got an idea. Let's do it for a night. Yeah. One night, worst case, we have a good night. Best case, it turns into a night we do once a month. Yeah. Best best case, we do it once a month for a few years and then together we can open a spot. Yeah. Because we share the risk. Yeah. Or the other person goes, No man, but I've got it there. I'm not there. I don't care. Give it a shot yeah it's it's relationships man but it's like you got to add value you can't take 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 you
0: got to kind of deposit into the bank before you can withdraw oh bro this is a thing like do as much as you possibly can for free people don't like hearing that because it's like oh i'm trying to make money it's like i know i'm trying to make money too the more i give away for free the more the universe gives me give before you get yeah and also the the uh the concept of well as well as like uh like i don't care about designing, and I don't care about making shirts, I don't care about uniforms. I do care about understanding this pattern that seems to repeat itself in basically every business and every company, the, the pattern that repeats itself with every leader, the pattern that repeats itself with every innovator. It doesn't seem to matter what industry they're in. I mean, Elon Musk is a, a stereotypical but very valid example of this. He's in three different industries, like space travel, cars, and uh, chips in your brain, and yeah, like payment really systems, better. and the list goes on and on and on. And it's like, all right, so there is some sort of structure that applies to these things. And I'm learning it now with Outfit, uh, you know, building systems, building processes. How do those processes tie into one another? How do those systems automate in the future? How can I do these things? And that is going back to what you're talking about, that time when your boys were having fun and you're at home doing the business, doing your apprenticeship. I see right now as doing the apprenticeship. You know, it's like literally... Let's do as many things as we can so we can have as many wins and as many failures as we can. So not for the, for the fails and the wins, for the data collection. Dude, it's odds.
1: Yeah. Place lots of bets. Yeah. One of them will win. Yeah. To
0: be able to do
1: that, to um, you need a few things. So to be able to do that, one, you need to have the mental clarity and mindset to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Two, you need to have the risk factor there. And three, you need to figure out how the fuck to do it. It's those kind of three broad areas. One thing that I think lots of people struggle with, including myself, that I've definitely jumped this hurdle a long time ago, is the concept that my identity is tied to a certain thing. Right, right. So I remember, so Dark Room, for anyone who doesn't know, was my first little attempt at a business. Did pretty cool. It was a nice first swing of the, the baseball bat failed, lost a heap of money, made some money, kind of grew and allowed me to do some other things. Yeah. But I could see the writing on. I was a bit of a glass ceiling or maybe you know it could have gone further but at that time environmentally where I was um kind of mentally with my skill yep. and what I had resource-wise I just couldn't see it growing much further than where it was. Yeah. And I had I the writing was, was on the wall this can't go on forever. And if it does, it's just a slow burn to bran- bankruptcy. Yeah. Like that's kind of where I was going. Yep. Maybe not, but that's at that time where I thought it was going. For me, I know it was such a hard thing to go. Everyone knows me for that thing. Mm. And people praised and supported me. Go, oh, fuck mate, That's so cool. love what you're doing. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And I would t- smile and nod, but inside I was just fucking crying going, man if you had any idea this thing doesn't work and i realized that i was keeping it alive to keep jordan alive
0: to keep this character right this
1: character because people were giving this positive reinforcement Mm. but that was just people being friendly man i do that man love what you're doing fucking awesome yeah great because that's what you say you want to be supportive yeah but only you know if it's working or not so that there, man, I like was months and months and months. And I remember one morning I just said, This is a band aid. I need to rip this fucker off. And I just posted on Facebook. Today's our last day. Come no. get something. That was it. Boom, done. I couldn't have the closing down sale. Come get all this shit. Yeah. You know, stress it out to try to sell all the stock. Yeah. I'd, that there would have hurt me more. My ego more. Yeah, of course. To go from the you conversation. You have a conversation 40 times over. What are over? you doing? And then, like, the natural thing is you'll blame the town and you'll blame everyone else. Fuck, it's my own fault. Yeah. I didn't run it right. I didn't know what I was doing. I learn a fuckload. I appreciate the support, but I think my skills could be used better in another element, yeah. doing something else. And ripping that band aid off is good for two reasons. One is it doesn't work and you just. Killing yourself, but two, it gives you the liberation and the space to grow and do something else and be bigger than just that. Yeah. Now, when people I think are hopefully successfully now, people don't go, that's the guy from that thing. Mm. It's more like, oh, he does heaps of shit. And yeah, hopefully, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. But, and, but full well knowing lots of people will like me, lots of people won't that's totally fine too because there's lots of people that I don't drive with either. There's lots yeah. of people that I go, man, I just don't get, I just, I'm sure you're cool, I'm sure you're nice, but, That's the game. We're just, like, I still have a beer with you, I don't care man, like I'm yeah. here to chat, unless there's something like, you're a full on racist or you're a bigot or you're the bully or you're that, I don't have time for you, fuck off, see you later. Yeah. My time, I'd prefer to spend time with good people that do good things, cool, but, for the general population, I say this all the time. No one wakes up in the morning and says, "I can't wait to be a fuckhead today." Yeah, yeah. No one does that. Everyone wakes up and says, "I want to do good. I want to do good things. I want to have a good day." How's your day? Good. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Yeah, sick. We won. most of the time that's a fake answer, but that's what people aspire to do and to have is a generally a good day. Yeah. But it's only what happens in between. They get treated the wrong way at work. They feel frustrated. They're going through a tough time that it equates into an action which is non-favorable or perceived in a way that's negative. Yeah. So there's always something that goes there. Some people, it's been a lifetime of having a shit time. Yeah. Because of their race or where they grew up or what they've done or what they're known for. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, I woke up today in a pretty good mood and then my boss told me I lost my job and then this. That's an outlier singular event. Yeah. And hopefully for most people, which i know we're saying this it's not true lots of people are born into a shitty situation and everything really sucks and that's a societal um, level that culturally we've got lots of problems with but without tackling that side of the fence there's an identity there where i want to do things for the right reasons to create value for other people and that needs to align things that put fire in my belly yeah. and give me the challenge that I want to do because I need my personal fulfillment to yep. intersect with another line, if this is a big graph, personal fulfillment, me doing things that I like. There's lots of things that I like doing. One of these or a few of these interests need to overlap yep. with a latent need. right? So there That'd needs to be. be a need from population. Right now, the thing that I'm investing my whole life into What feels like right now, wholeheartedly, everything that I do is focused on helping people live longer and live happier lives. Feel better, yeah. Feel better. Simple as that. And that's because I've looked at the healthcare industry. I worked for this country's biggest, as a consultant, the biggest healthcare company. Yep. I saw what was happening there and they do a really fucking good job. But then I saw like, that doesn't fit me as a person. Yeah. And maybe there's more people like me. We scratch the surface. Hey, there are more people that are looking for other things. We're talking about optimization. We're talking about proactive healthcare. Mm. I want to help people not get sick, not help people when they're sick. Yeah, there's a crossover. Yeah. Not people go. Not many people go looking for a doctor before they get sick. Yeah, but in the future, I really want people to have the mode, mode plus app on their phone. It's a subscription potentially, like anyone else, and you just have unlimited. Um, connection to genuine health care advice yeah based on your genetic profile based on the goals you want to hit yep. based on your risk factors and based on a relationship and trust and we're doing it already like yeah. we're doing these things that's very different to i've got a runny nose let me go take a you know bulk bill clinic click yeah yeah that's super important too yeah if you look at the whole system of healthcare, care all we hear on the media Doctors, nurses, well, nurses, definitely underpaid. Yep. They do all the work. Well they do a lot of work, yeah. Without them, we're fucked. Yeah. Um, admin at the front, they're front line, man. Yeah. Those people are so important. Hospital staff, never enough, never paid, always overworked. Yeah. All these things are because people only go to get help for their bodies when it's super late.
2: Yeah,
0: when it's time. Well, yeah, when it's too late. Now, I'm not
1: saying kid fell over, broke his arm emergency room yeah i'm talking the person that keeps getting chest pains but it's not having a heart attack yeah keeps going to the emergency room mm. they're clogging up the emergency room so the kid with a broken arm sitting there for too long yeah because that person's there now the chest pain is not going to kill that person right now maybe it is but we we keep seeing this recurring event which is well actually let's just trace this back a bit Yeah, chest pains coming from a gut issue the gut issue is coming from Uh, bacteria issue that's coming from a nutrition deficiency that's coming from a lifetime of doing certain things yeah eating bread (laughs) or or whatever it might be yeah whatever it might be it might be a vegetable or a fruit yeah it might be oh my god that person had this is like SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth i'm just learning at the moment with um our clinical nutritionist and you could be on antibiotics and it strips your gut lining from there the wrong bacteria gets in bubbles oh. away for 15 years and all of a sudden you can't process broccoli yeah. or you can't process fruit wow and so you think you're healthy and every time you have an apple you get bloated and feel sick and that makes you feel shit and then you're not getting nutrients and then it affects your mental health and all of a sudden you spiral down you're in a tailspin
2: mm.
1: holy shit every time i drink like 20 white claws i get something like that
2: you yo, reckon that be, you would, would you be a gut, I reckon you? You <laughs> a <big> gut problem <laughs> yeah <Dude.
1: laughs> but it's interesting man i think it's about finding purpose Find yeah. purpose, do things that matter, be open, be vulnerable, chat
0: to your mates. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's it. That's a. We could pr- we could end it there if you want. We to. should. Yeah, fucking. My I. phone has not stopped ringing. Yeah, dude. Uh. <laughs> uh, you you know it's been hot on my mind. Is uh yeah. is this cramp going to come back? Oh man! And did I just fucking throw away tens of thousands of dollars oh. by not answering the phone just then? But that's all good.
1: Uh, Nothing. Everything's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just checking, guys.
2: Yeah, I'm
0: i'm fine as well i got one more thing yeah actually it kind of goes back to the character thing i remember when i was so just to give you like a bit of a template i was 10 when i started skating properly. i was 17 when i did my first world championships and i was sorry i was 16 when i did my first world championships 17 when i went pro Mm. and then at 18 10 days after my 18th birthday i like literally just overnight i was like oh i'm not going to be the best in the world i don't want to do this because it's literally like, it, in a sport, it's like, if you're not trying to be the best, what are you doing? Yeah, what's the point? We're not in a team to be on the fifth on the ladder. We're not, you know, showing up to the, the, to the solo sport to be kind of good or top 10. You're trying to be the best, or you're fucking wasting your time. And I realized that I might have a couple shots at being the best. Like, I'm, I may be the best marathon skater for one year. Mm. And that's it. And that's kind of like the pinnacle. Um, with the mindset I've got now, I would kind of go like, well, aim for like three years or a few different events or whatever but regardless so i came home at 18 years old and like two months and i had i was like i'm not going to come home and like keep training hmm. because mm-hmm. if i'm going to be a skater i was in the best possible spot in the world under the best coach with the best environment with the best resources with the best equipment that was it that like literally it only it only got it was sideways from there there was no up for better better resources Training with world champions. Yeah, you just know? pick your poison. People this team, g- that team. Yeah, yeah, and like people would travel to us to train with us. Yeah. Like it, w- it was that level. So I'm not going to go back to Bunbury mm. and skate with no one and expect any sort of result. I don't even want to skate states. I don't want to do nationals. and no, I'm out. Well, who are you? Yeah, identity, right? Who are you? Yeah. You were the guy at school who was the, you know, skater fag who wore skin suits and, you know, danced around on wheels or whatever. And when you're in Holland, there was no question of like, you know, you'd walk in anywhere and people would almost recognize you because you're an Australian skater. Yeah, wow. You know, like it was nuts. And especially if you walked in with Sven Kramer or, or um, any of the boys. that they, Like, they were celebrities, you know. Wow. Like, some of them are sponsored by, like, Prada and Harley Davidson. I mean, did you know Jake Paul's missus is a speed skater? No idea. Bro, what the fuck? Like, really? I, I never trained with her, but I used to live with her ex-boyfriend, Coon, who's like... It, like a long-haired Viking dude. He's the one sponsored by Prada, by the way. Wow. Nuts. So coming home, it was like, no, you're just an awkward kid with big legs. <laughs> what are you? You know? And I remember thinking, like, the worst thing in my mind possible was being a person with a job and an income. Because it's like, oh, now I'm just... You know, I go to work and there's nothing that separates me from him and her and him and him. We're just all here doing this to make money, to go home and recover, to do this again. Mm. You know, I remember having this big thing of like, well, who am I? And then... Identity crisis at a young age, man. Nuts, right? And then I come to being 21 and I buy this franchise and it was like, oh, I'm a coffee guy. I didn't realize I'm a coffee guy. Then what happens? People start saying, you're doing a good job. You're in business. You make yeah, great man. coffee. You do this, and then that that confirmation of all these people just being polite confirmation bias, yeah, turns into well, I'm the coffee guy. Very similar scenario to you, uh, in that I like I knew I was looking at the bank statement, going like I bought a fucking car for eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. that's what I got. And it do you go, know how much yeah. money I owe on this? $85,000. And yeah. you know how much it's going to be in a year's time is $87,000? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, going it backwards up, and backwards yeah. and backwards. But everyone's going like, yeah. Nice coffee, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll see you tomorrow. See you next week. Yeah. Enjoy your Christmas, da-da-da-da. But you know, you're like, you're on a burning ship and you're just like going to higher and higher points while it sinks into the ocean. And you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, fuck, you know. <laughs> and then when I got rid of the coffee van, who are you? A gang. Oh, my attention. God. Mate, that's
1: exactly where it is. But when you start living for yourself and it's like you got to respect yourself and your own time the most mm. and you stop caring what other people think, that's where, like, it starts. Yeah, that's Which right. Which is hard, but that's a constant battle. Like, your whole life you're going to be going, oh, fuck, am, am I good enough? Mm. And it's something that you continuously need to work on to go, well, does it matter. Am I happy? Am I doing things that I like?
0: question do you uh, and like do you feel proud of yourself no 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 i'm
1: proud of my team when we get a good outcome right yeah it's bigger than me i don't care about me
0: did you have moments of being proud of yourself along the way it was ego
1: Mm. it was oh oh fuck i must be that i I must be doing good must be being proud because someone told me that Mm -hmm. and then when i kind of smashed that concept out of my brain yeah It's less about pride and it's more about outcome. Mm. And I'll be proud of the team when we get a good outcome. I'm proud of that patient when they walk in like a different person by reflection and maybe by – it's it's connected to me, but it's so much bigger than me. Yeah. Like I'm in the trench with the team. I can't do that myself, man. Yeah. Like it's so much bigger. So the pride comes from – Fuck, how good is it that I've assembled a team that can do this? But it's not me doing that work, man. It's me putting the skin on the machine that attracts a person in that then we can help. I feel more the opposite. Which What's the the opposite of pride? It's almost... um, I don't want to go like disgust, but I feel disheartened and I feel down mm. when we don't hit the goal that I think we could have done. And to be honest with you, man, most of the time it's me being um, too judgmental on our own outcome. The person's fucking loving it. Yeah. This is the best thing ever. But I'm going, like, we could have done that a bit better, man. Guys, hey, that, Yeah, but that's do your that.
0: ambition tying into the yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which you gotta stop and pump the brakes and go, hang on. It's like if you go to a restaurant and have a great meal, you say that was great, and you go home, continue with your life. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the expected. If you go to a restaurant and you have a shit meal, everyone's the rest of your day, your night, whatever, and you might be inclined, if you're the type of person, to leave a shitty Google review or Yelp or whatever, fuck, pick your poison. I think as a society, we look at the negatives more than we do the positives. Of course. Um, and it's wrong. So, like, at work, we constantly remind ourselves, like, we'll have every day there will be something that's someone's, um, like, oh, it was delayed, I can't believe it, this is out of control. Like, man. We delivered 1,000 packages today yeah. and one of them was delayed in their book. But in our books, fuck, it's still on time. It's express. It's overnight delivery. I'm not postman Pat. I'm not yeah. the one out there cruising. We within our, yeah, cool. It's out of our control. What can we do? Let's see how we can make this person feel better, understand yep. all the rest of it without going, you're wrong, we're right. That's not the mission. The mission there is this person's in distress because of, however, we've inadvertently made them feel through. Nothing, no fault of our own.
2: Yeah,
1: You ordered on Friday, man. Like it doesn't get sent till Monday. Yeah. You ordered at seven o'clock Friday night. Like you ordered at five here. Our pharmacy's in Victoria. It's eight. Yeah. They're open till 6.30. So they're open late anyway. Yeah, but this is still outside of that. And sometimes it's even, say, for instance, like uh, our courier pickups at 9 o'clock in the morning. So even if you order at 10 o'clock on Friday, yeah, it missed the, the pickup for that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now, we processed, we picked now. and packed, but now that's Monday morning, man. Yeah. But it's still quicker than Express. Hmm. And we pay, like lots of people don't know, but... Um, yeah, we pay a premium. So what the patient or what our customer pays for delivery is significantly less than what we pay. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And what you wear that and yeah, another part okay. of the sale. Yeah. So we've been doing that for a little while. I don't know how long we can do it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. There's evil ways of doing it. You charge more for your service and it covers that. We charge as low as we can. Yeah. Everything is low, so. Yeah. But man,
0: whatever—it's my problem, no one else's. Yeah. Oh, the reason I ask—are you proud? Is because I've I've been having moments lately where in and like two examples are like getting the overdraft. I like yeah. when I got it, I called mum. I'm like, I got it. Went on my ride. It's all good. And then it was like I think the next day where I had a moment where I was like, oh fuck, that means the bank thinks that I am smart enough because it's just me. It's Jake Kerr trading as, to, and based off what I've done, my runs on the board that okay yeah we're willing to give you this right and then it's like whoa whoa this yeah. this from thought in a caravan to three years later to now is like it's now it's actually so real that not only does a community see me as some sort of professional or expert in this area not only do i have all the tools and i have all the knowledge and i can problem solve and i face things every day and again it's like that's all kind of still a bit um anecdotal mm the bank a financial institution saying like oh yeah
2: like yeah there's a couple questions
0: but otherwise we want you to have the money for sure yeah it's like oh dude you should be proud that was i don't even know if it's the feeling of pride because i have i know what the feeling is it felt warm in my chest yeah okay and the second instance in this was so i've got a yearly tradition between uh, my birthday and new year which is first of december to 31st of december I do a few things. I rewrite my prayers. I do a letter to myself five years from now, a letter to myself five years ago, and obviously your goal setting and making them measurable. So I've been doing that now. The five year thing I've been doing for over five years. And I tell you what blows my mind is you read like three years ago what your plan is in five years. And I've like 10x'd anything I thought was possible. Awesome. It's insane. And reading Sick. that, you're just like, I remember being the guy who wrote this and was thinking like, I'm being too ambitious. Yeah, as if, let me tone it down. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like with your goal setting, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm not trying to have a million bucks. I'm trying to own the world. <laughs> because if I aim to own the world and I only get a tenth of the way, I have more than a million bucks, you know? And something back then was like, sure, be ambitious with your goals, but be somewhat realistic. It's now when I write to myself in five years' time, I'm like, I know what the, the smell of Porsche leather is. <laughs> innately yeah i understand what the feeling of walking into a place that is right now too opulent for me to be in i'm comfortable there the sound of my expensive shoes on that floor is now something that i'm used to it doesn't it doesn't like um intimidate me
1: it all rubs off
0: oh look i know (laughs) i know it rubs off (laughs) for me the
1: same thing as that and i still think about this every day the only thing out of all those things because i've had the same goals brought Lots of cool things. Like was blessed enough to this year saw a car. Like I brought a G wagon. Done. Cash yeah. done. See you later. That's Happy cool, days, right? And no, if you're listening, it's not the brand new whatever. It's the first one ever made. It's vintage classic. <laughs> it's so kind of cooler, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I prefer it. Yeah, super proud. But what I think of every day is that there was times that I'd go to the pub with my friends for a counter meal and not be able to. I'd go. Oh, what's the special today? Can yeah. I go to the nineteen dollar chicken palmy? Fuck yeah sweet because i can't do the 29 nine dollar steak mm. that there's the wealth that you're talking for me so for me it's i want to go to the pub or wherever and just go oh that looks good i'm gonna have that today yeah that's wealth the other things are cool have them. definitely feel pride um but i think out of i'm sure there's a psychologist listening going yeah dude you're self-sabotaging intentionally because you're scared of where it goes I don't want to be proud of the other things because I don't want to get comfortable. Yeah. I want to keep going. Yeah. I'm grateful and I've got immense gratif- um, gratitude for my team, my partner, my life, the things that I've done, all the sacrifices my parents and grandparents and people before that have done to put me into the environment to be able to sit here and have a two hour, whatever conversation. Yeah. Super grateful. The work that I do, I, I'm just going to keep doing the work. Yeah, I treat yeah, yeah. the work like art. I just want to keep doing art. I keep wanting to you know, make things creatively. The outcome is value for somebody else. Mm. With a group of amazing people around me, that all do amazing jobs. Yeah. That's that's what I'm proud of. The um, the pride from somebody else saying I'm doing good. No, nah, whatever. Don't care.
0: Yeah, I really like. Yeah, I think. Um, You know, if you came up to me at the end of this event that I'm planning and all the boxes are empty and there's cash coming out of my pockets and you pat me on the back and say, fuck, proud of you, mate, that would do something. It's still cool. Yeah. I'm still going to be proud of other people. I have trouble accepting it. I think the reality of, and I mean this in no offensive way whatsoever, but I think 99.999% of people that I do deal with, if they said they were proud of me, it, would, it wouldn't mean anything. Not because I don't respect where it's come from. It's like you just don't know the full story. Like yeah. you might be right, but I feel like you don't know, like, not even that I did anything wrong in the way, but you don't know what happened along the way to even understand why you would be proud of me. Yeah. You know? It's okay. That's a good point, man.
1: I am proud when certain people say they're proud of me. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah. But like, no, sure. oh, geez, mate, you're doing good. Fuck. Like, what you doing? Proud all, like, of you, mate. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cool.
0: Yeah. Whatever. I just think like I almost see it as, to give an analogy, it's like you're walking up this massive mountain your whole life and it's like it is very reasonable f- to like if you know, if you go over a life period to like at least like once a fortnight just look at the view. Fuck, it's mm. a nice view. Up and back, I'm, I walk up the mountain, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think you never want to like turn around and sit down and fucking light up a cigarette and you go, fucking look at that view. You never yeah. want to do that because that's when, you, you know, yeah. you start getting comfortable and you and maybe you end up living there. And you realize that you're a base camp.
2: Mm. Mm. So I've
1: walked many a mountain and I get to the top and have that brief moment of fucking King Kong and then turn around and go, oh, I'm at the start. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I've got to hike down this valley again to start the climb for to the next the real, summit. Yeah. And it continues. But one day, hopefully we all find the summit you want to sit on yeah. and stay there. And I think that's the spot that I'm kind of at. And This sounds pretty arrogant, but I'm at a spot of going, I just want to do good mm-hmm. for this amount of people that gives me this type of life. Cause I prefer to do, I would prefer to have really amazing outcomes for less people. Yeah. And look after everyone around me in terms of work wise, like everyone's doing good. They're hurt. Yeah. We don't have a team of 5,000 staff. Like It becomes a different beast. Yeah. And I think that's where like, for me personally, I prefer to get to that summit of going, I'm comfortable my crew's comfortable. We're doing good, and we're doing. Uh, we're having good outcomes. Yeah, I'm happy to chill here. I don't think I need to climb that next mountain because I'm I'm comfortable. I yeah. don't need a bigger TV. I don't need a faster car. Yeah. My car hardly hits 100 k's, man. Yeah, it it's a long road to hit 100 k's now. downhill. <laughs> the speed limit's 110. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. Cool. Do I like a 911? Oh yeah, that's cool as shit. Yeah,
0: yeah it would sure. be a very nice. Byproduct, and I think a lot of those kind of um, physical goals that I was talking about five years from now are the byproducts of what what is really important. It's continuing that personal journey. It's making sure that we're you know like never never pigeonholing uh, an element of life because we feel like we've achieved it. You know, like I'm good at communication, I don't need to think about that anymore. No, you know, like yeah. I'm good at negotiating. I'm good at creating systems. Yeah, it it's is. like you can always be better at everything. You know, if I do wheelies every day till I die, well, the day after I died, I could have been better. You know, like that's always going to be the case. But I think to align that with, especially, um, like I feel like you can almost picture yourself as being the best possible version of you pretty easily, you know, because you, you don't actually look that much different. It's all up here. It's between your ears. Whereas if I'm like the difference between me three years ago and me stepping into the Ritz Carlton now is like, well, three years ago, it's just not a fucking option. I can't afford to be in the car park, let alone the hotel you know? And now it's like, I know the Ritz Carlton is no be all and end all, but also it is like, if you're staying there, you got to have a bit of money behind you. You know, you kind of want to rock up in a semi nice car sort of thing. And I think think, it's,
1: do you know what? You go there and then you
0: realize you don't even like caviar. This is the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking care, man. We've touched on this a few times, you know? So I've like, I've got these moments in my life where I've looked back and gone like, okay, so I've had five Harleys. One of them I bought brand new. So the first Four of them were like under fourteen grand, under fifteen grand. And then I got this thirty thousand dollar bike that I rode out of the dealership with fifteen Ks on it, you know? And it felt like the other ones. It was just a different bike. Yeah. But it's brand new and nothing. It's got no stone chips. It's got none of this, it's got none of that. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same as girls who who and I'm, you know, over generalizing whatever, they grow up watching Disney movies and they think their life is going to change after they get married. No. It's exactly the fucking same, but now you got a ring. You know, it's like that is literally it's. It is the meaning and the tradition and the ceremony behind it that gives it all of that value. But the reality is, you are going to wake up on that morning uh, a single woman or an engaged woman, and you are going to end the day as a married woman, same person, same person.
1: Um, The morning after our wedding, Mm. we're staying in amazing hotel. Yeah, very close to the ridge. We stayed at the Como for a week. Is really. really nice place that's what we wanted to do morning we woke up our whole patient management system crashed for the whole really across the country right me and Mads on our wedding morning whatever you'd call that honeymoon day one I guess we didn't have a honeymoon we went straight back to work yeah we had a quick espresso we grabbed our laptops we laid in bed and we rebuilt a patient management system I'm on a phone call to our servers in Queensland I'm fucking going mental we look at each other and just fucking laugh and go, oh, cool. Well, yeah. back out of day. Welcome back. Man, there's a photo somewhere. I've got to find it. I just, like, in her wedding dress, getting her hair done with her laptop on her knees, just, like, yeah, getting, doing, yeah. getting things done at clinic. I love that. It's like, well, it's just what it is. It's what we've chosen. There's yeah. uh, ups and downs, and you do things. Sometimes I wish I was the stonemation in the sun, chipping away, just going, I could just do that. Deep down, I know. It wouldn't give me fulfillment. Mm. It would for a short period of time, but any time I do, oh, I'm going to put a new garden in. It's awesome for that weekend, and then I'm like, I'm sunburnt. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of this. I'm could paying I, someone to do this, <laughs> and I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, could I do it for someone else? No, nah, it's not my thing. Yeah, I've got friends that are landscapers that are uh, uh, what's it called like landscape architects, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, I've got uh, friends that are lawnmowers, mm. and they're fucking froth it. It's yeah. awesome. Whatever you do, make sure you like it. Simple yeah. as that.
0: Oh, today's fucking Valentine's no. Day. This gets released, obviously, after today. What have you done? What, what's your... What have you got for Maddie? Um, she just texted me. I just got some f-
1: nice flowers sent to her. That's where my phone was going. Yeah. Um, And then tonight we're getting fish and chips and sitting in the back of the car. Unreal. Yeah. That's living. That's it, mate. Fuck yeah. 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 S- calamari. A little bit of chips. And uh, probably just grilled.
0: Who's grilled your fish. fish and chip joint in town?
1: Uh, we just go to a sauce man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, true. Takeaway from there.
0: Yeah, they're super expensive. Like just recently, I've noticed, like. Yeah, life's expensive, mate. It is. It is. I got Riz. Um, that's why I asked you about framers yeah. yesterday. I. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I got probably a bit late when I go back to you. Did you? Know, no, no, no. It was right on time. I. Didn't even think to go to a framer. Stupid. Um, <laughs> I didn't have but, the photos yet either, though. Okay, And yeah. I thought they're not going to make it. Oh, a frame it wouldn't be straight away, no. So... i wait a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. You see the two um, two pictures up on the wall above the bubbler in there? It's like two fucking black and white photos of yeah, yeah. Indians smoking. Both of them are smoking. Yeah. So I've had those forever. I just found them at the op shop. I'm like, these are fucking nuts. Yeah. So I've had them up in like every house in caravan and blah, blah, blah. And um, so, yeah, I'm getting... That same size, that same configuration, um, black and white, our photos from our engagement, when we got engaged, yeah. I had the photographer in the in, yeah, yeah. in the background. So I got these two, like, they just look fucking timeless, these two photos. I'm getting them framed. Or oh, They had frames already made at um, Country Framers. At, cool. So I'm going to pick them up after this. Oh, to, and I'm going to wrap them and then put them on the wall. Oh, beautiful. I'm so fucking excited for that. Eh? But that is inspired by that awesome massive candid image in your house of like mid-wedding and it's like yeah. it's such a i love how candid it is in that no one's posing it's in the middle of a moment where i'm pretty sure either yeah. of you knew it was happening no i didn't and
1: it's no. just perfect yeah we just had the dinner theme, just giving a kiss yeah a yeah kissy-kissy.
0: amazing it's like this fucking anyway yeah. we've covered all the topics we hit well
1: we scratched the surface but um everyone's ears are bleeding yeah fuck um, yeah I'm still so Thanks scared of his hamstring, me. eh?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Magnesium, mate.
0: Yeah, fucking eyes. Radio. Do you want any shout out? Where can people find you? Um, I'm Jordan.
1: Just if you need health, um, if you're anywhere in the country mm. and you want to work on proactive healthcare, are you interested in anything that we can do? Um, Modehealthcare.com.au We'll Um, put that in the description below. Cool. If you're going to do that, I'll give you a link, which anyone listening will get 50 bucks off. Oh, how exciting. You get 50 bucks off the first appointment. Um, Yeah, we do lots of things. So natural therapies is what we um, are known for. Mm -hmm. So we've got specialist GPs and clinical nutritionists. Um, They work in a lot of different mediums, prescription and non-prescription. And then we also have a weight reset program that we've just launched that I don't think I've even spoken to you about. Mm. So that's very fresh. That's amazing. We're just doing small intakes at the moment, which is, um, I think, going to be pretty revolutionary for our people. Wow. Uh, and then I just opened a genetic testing arm. So we've got through our two main genetic tests and then a complete baseline blood work. Um, I've done all my genetic testing um, last week, so I'm quite nervous to find out the results. Yeah. But um, – it's all about proactive. So it's yeah. all about looking at data. I figure we've got these brains covered in flesh and bone. And we're sitting on this mud ball spinning around pretty quickly. Yeah. And a lot of us just guess what we should and shouldn't do. So I've been on a quest to figure out what the data is. Yeah. Uh, genetic testing's part of that. Blood works part of that. And finding a, a really good integrative team between nutrition, you know, what you put in your mouth, and uh, GPs that help you understand what's happening in your brain and in your body yep and um we put that little magic sauce together and i think the outcome's been pretty good i'm always the guinea pig so i've already been on this quest for a little while yeah um and it's been
0: good it's been really good very exciting yeah radio find that all on the link below guys and with that be good to your mom because we're fucking out Yo! thanks mate